Good day to the listeners of the Constables Convos podcast. In today's episode, we welcome life coach Laura Jane McQueen. Laura Jane has a big personality and in today's show, we covered quite a few different subjects ranging from her beginnings in fitness to her exploration of plant-based medicines. As a bonus, we also spoke quite a bit about conspiracy theories, something that I've been dying to do for quite a while now, and I have to say, it really got me thinking about things. So, without further ado, let's start the podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Constos Convos Podcast. Laura, you can talk. I'm allowed to talk. Yeah, I'll talk. <laughs> As usual, we had a couple of uh, technical issues before we started, but Laura's been very good. She's kidding on, she's not pissed off, so that's really I'm nice of her. Well mannered, lovely girl. So thank you very much for coming in. Uh, I asked you to come in because purely initially I just thought I've never had a any woman? females or a woman, a woman, a, woman, a lady. I've no, never, a woman. I've never had a woman on and that was 14 shows we'd done and it just happened that way. Yeah. Uh, I think guys probably talk a wee bit more shit. Maybe it's something to do with it. I don't I know. I don't know about that. Did you tell me you talk shit talk too? Shit. So. <laughs> And, and first, when I thought that, I just thought you straight away because I'll let Laura get into kind of what she does, right? Uh, would you just simplify it? You're a coach? Yeah, yeah. And I don't like that word coach. Um, Why? It always reminds me of Coach Carter. like Bad whistle, movies? With a whistle and everybody down, give me 20. Yeah. Um, feel uh, kind of like the, I hate titles and labels as well. So I'm, I go along the lines that like I'm a guide. I just guide people at their own bullshit. That's it. We create we create beliefs about ourselves that are not true. And it's not until you say them out loud and somebody else actually picks holes in your theories that you start to realise that they're crap. And that's what I do for people, basically. Do you know that's something that we... I talk about, especially my brother too, that see people that really care for you and stuff and they say something that's coming from a good place and they criticise you. It hurts really at first, right? Because you said you've got the bullshit about yourself, right? But I'm just saying me and David, because we're very close. It yes. might not work with all siblings, but when he says something, it's like, well, I didn't really notice that about me. Uh-huh. Or I maybe had a vague thought that I was that way. And you're like, oh, and at first you kind of get angry a wee bit. Well, and it's not till you go away and you truth. come back and you're like, yes, yes. <laughs> and that and is the one. you're like, oh, that's true. And I've hurt people's feelings by saying things that I've said it from a real good place of caring and stuff. And... Some more often than not, they actually come back and they've either changed from it or they're appreciative, whatever, and they just realize maybe not speak about it because it can be a wee bit embarrassing sometimes. You know, like it was my brother says, like, like you've got fat, fuck, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? You know, I'm doing all right, and I'm like, yeah. It's always the siblings. The siblings are meant to trigger us the most, but they can have that kind of a poor relationship with them that you wouldn't do. I only use that as an example because you could, I just mean like, you know, if you've got a close friend that's like a family member or something, yep. that just means somebody that cares for you yes. or even certain people that tell you it's just a defensive thing that you're like, no, oh, you're full of shit. I'm not going to believe that. It's just sometimes it, it's a shock at first when you go away and think about it and you're like, wow. People always want to know truth until you're telling it to them. Then it's like, <laughs> then you're an arsehole. <laughs> sometimes you don't see it too. That's another thing is like yep. things that I don't like 
that my kids do. And I'm like, I think about it, and I'm like, that's what I do. Yes. And it's something probably I, I don't like in myself. But <laughs> I think a good thing, as you said, a guide's a good way of putting it. I just mean coaching that sometimes it's good to be accountable. Like I use online guys that I follow more on Twitter and stuff to uh-huh. keep me right with my goals, you know, photographically, yeah. business-wise, mental, sports and stuff that these guys it just seem right and I, I just always thought they coach me but I, a guide's uh-huh. probably a better so way because I like to hand back the power to my clients so if they are coming to me and I'm going to be fixing them or helping them they're always going to come to me but everybody's got their own answers within they just don't know where they are so for me I hand it back to them every time because like well what do you think what's your answer Whereas you you know me you know you better than I know you and what so you why want are you deep asking down, yeah. else for your opinion on you when you know you so I remind them where the power is, and it's in self. Oh, absolutely. Well, we were speaking just earlier uh, about people. I talk about every podcast. My wife, my wife actually says, you're getting dead preachy. Am I, am I, am I officially <laughs> that preachy guy? But it's more to her, like, and to reinforce me, like, I just, it's the substance abuse that I see around about where I'm from and, you know, people are really close to me, especially that the, the, their struggles really affect you and you see stuff. And I think somebody says motivation is not good because you where you can always get motivation you just got to do stuff and i'm like my my checker is checking in with these guys and seeing stuff because sometimes you can just lose your way so a coach is a guide sorry (laughs) is somebody that's good that will keep you on track because i never used to believe like i played golf with my friend years ago and he was a fantastic golfer right Mm -hmm. and he played a bad shot and he's shirting and screaming and stuff he's like i'll need to go get a few lessons again I'm like, what do you need lessons for, man? You're brilliant at this. And he says, he says, no, that's that's how you get good, mate. He says, and seeing him falling away from stuff and I need stuff fine-tuned. Mm-hmm. He says, I go because I've got another set of eyes, a guy that can see something that I don't see. And he says, it tops me up. It inspires me. Yes. And and I'm like, wow, that was the first time I'm like, I thought when you get to a certain point, you didn't need help. If you know what I mean. You, no, you, you always need help. You do. It's like if anybody in this lifetime, any coach or guru or anything tells you that they know all the answers, they're talking bullshit because nobody knows all the answers. No. And we're, it's a continuation of work all the time. It's like I work on myself all the time. I've got people that I, I call it, that hold my ass to the fire. And I'll go and I'll say, this is happening in my life and they're doing this and this and this. And then I'm like, but I've followed it from different angles. So I've looked at it here and... I don't think that's me. I don't think I do that. I don't, I don't think I do that. So I, I, I look at it and analyse it. And then my guide will go, it's you. <laughs> Shut up, like, your oh, bitch. And then you're like, well, that's the one but I'm good at, I'm quite good at taking that on the chin. It's like, oh, Are you me. Get... Everything that turns up in your life is you anyway. Everything. Well, that was uh, my neighbour I spoke, spoke to and he was very religious. I don't speak to a lot of people who are deeply, deeply religious as much as when he was younger because I think a lot of people are falling away from religion for whatever reason. Yeah. And what did he call that? Um, oh, it's one of these words that's kind of came back, a social construct. And he, he he says, everything's a social construct. And he says, well, they say like gender is now. And he says, well, I don't really mean that. It just means like what you put out there, what you do, how you think, how you interact with people is what will happen to you yes and people and i'm like that is it and see, everything that you see in other people is a reflection of yourself absolutely. you can never see it in yourself is what you're saying when david says stuff to you you, you didn't realize it about yourself it's because the ego shields it from you so you see it in other people so it's like the mirror effect so it's, it's a great way to do work on yourself it's when you see something somebody's annoying you and you're like well why are they annoying me they're irritating me 
because it's a part of yourself that you're seeing. Yeah. Which is that bit we don't so. want to admit. <laughs> I've kind of got that way. It even goes back even before that, like we are talking about criticism and it was obviously I'm a photographer, so you'd start posting stuff online. Mm-hmm. It, we even started back before that, like lectures and trying to get into college and people critting your work. Yeah. And I I'd never took it well at all. You know, I just, th- I didn't think I knew it all, but I knew what I wanted to create and what I could see in my vision. But, Looking back, the pictures weren't really telling that, and I remember I really struggled with it. And then a, a friend of mine, uh, Jeff, Jeff Mosher, big up mate uh, from New York, who was very gracious in accepting criticism. He'd done great work, and I used to see people criticizing. He was always thankful to people, and I'm like, and you take that in the chin. And he says, listen, it's, it's a thing that you learn to take criticism. He says, not all of it. Uh, should be maybe taken as serious depending on who it's from yep. and what they want. He says, but he says, it's a, it's a real beneficial thing to be able to take criticism oh, and build on it. Yes. So I, I can take it good now. Obviously you just look at people and I'm deep into um, human behavior and stuff, how we treat people. Right. So I know lots of times somebody's doing that, you know, passive aggressively, you know, as a negative thing, just trying to Projections bring me down or they genuinely right? go at, listen, big man, I love you. That picture's shite. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Build on it. See if it's a guy who doesn't like me, tells me the same thing. And I'm thinking, well, that picture, you know, get a lot of love and mm-hmm. I really like it. That's doing enough. They're doing it to be mean. So I just meaning it's it's a fine art taking criticism, isn't it? Yes. So everything's teaching you, you, everything in this world, it's no thyself. So everything that comes to you is yours. So all the criticism you get, it doesn't mean you say it's all true. You take what bits and okay, that no, actually I don't believe that. that's not true. But sometimes you, you can find truth. that hard, Laura. I was just meaning like maybe it's something that I take too much pride in that I can't see I'm oblivious and it is, it's it's a hard thing to know. Yeah. It's attachments. What way it's take like, it. That's why we're here. We're here to learn how to let go of attachments. It's like everything that we're attached to on the outside, we think that makes us us. It means that we are going to be stuck to that forever because it's like people are attached to money looks youth especially well it's a big business in it it's like yeah and aging stuff you've got this this cream it's going to keep you young forever which nothing keeps you young forever because that that aging race is a race you're never going to win so you just may as well age gracefully but it's like or or the way that you want if you like yeah because some people they're quite happy to burn out and go the way they want and i'm like fine but obviously it's always the quick fix with stuff like that that it doesn't bother me but I'm just like you're wasting your time see if you eat you know a terrible diet all week so you go and, and busting your ass running out in the streets you're not going to lose weight no you got to realise that most of it's what you eat and what you consume and then your exercise can really benefit and help but it's not the flip oh, side definitely. or people who like the, the real natural things like is mental health like if you meet somebody that's positive like really positive right they're, they're so attractive mm-hmm. yeah you know and you just you're instantly drawn but to these people but then there's a fine line with this because this is this is where this whole new spiritual community of oh love and light you've got to be kind to everybody and, and it's all positivity you can't be kind to everybody which in turn's not being kind either aye so you've got to actually honour every emotion that you've got and this is what I, I, I do with my, my clients is that I teach them emotion and how to process emotion so emotion you have like most of the the people like um, Hawkins David Hawkins is on he's a kinesiologist and he 
he died, I don't know how long ago he died, but he's got like this emotional chart online. Um, it's emotions are frequencies within the body. So they kind of sat from the bottom. So the bottom's like shame and guilt. And then it goes all the way up. The top one's like, so the positive ones, like um, hopefulness and joy and all that stuff. But they start from the bottom and go up. So for me, that symbolizes that some are more important than others. Whereas I think they should go like along the way because anger is so important. It's so important. It's like sacred rage. You will never heal unless you touch anger. Then anger brings up grief. So anger is always something that shields, something that you don't want to see within yourself. So if you've got trauma, which everybody has in the body, when somebody says something to you and you get angry, that's almost like a barrier. It's a barrier from your vulnerability because you don't want to feel grief or sad. It's so much more easier to feel anger. For some, I have clients who can't even tap into anger because they've been conditioned to think that if you're angry, you're, you're wrong. You're a bad person if you get angry. Which, look at our society, it's like... We can't be sad because everybody will be like, oh, they're depressing, let's avoid them. You can't be angry because they go, psycho, psycho. You can be happy, but not too happy because then other people get jealous. So we're, we're suppressed to fuck. It's like nobody feels anymore. That's what I do with my clients. It's like, get that out, let it out. I've got cushions in my room. It's like, punch, fuck at that. Now, whose face is that? Get it out. Get out anger. Obviously, it's frowned upon to go about Tesco and punch people. That's where you do it in a safe a safe place. I always call it my clients. It's like a sacred place. So for me, and it's like, look at your kids. Like, temper tantrums should never have ended. We should always be allowed to have them. They've never ended in my house, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like if somebody says something to you and you just smile on your face, it's like, oh, inside you're like, bastard. But, but you're that's going, like oh, the, no, that's yeah. not annoying me. But you're suppressing what you're truly feeling, so you're denying yourself. It's self-betrayal, which then you'll go home later with resentment in your body. Not for the person. You might project it onto the person because it's easier, but this, the resentment's for yourself because you betrayed yourself. You didn't actually let that person know. Wait a minute, you've pissed me right off. Don't say that to me. But the, the only thing with me when it comes to that, like, I'm quite a passionate guy, right? So I'm very much that roller coaster of happy, angry, and I, I experience Which is all. the way we should be. I think that even you're saying, like, culturally, you know, like somebody's been taught to repress. I've always been brought up, and even in the back of my mind, it's because I always thought my dad's from the kind of Mediterranean, or you know, the Greek, that everybody's like, you always just say, you guys get angry, sort of Aye. stuff. And I always embraced it. But my problem with it is how people... Um, deal with it and I don't mean like you're saying to suppress it but I believe that you got to let it out but you got to let it in a real beneficial way for yourself that you're not um, putting yourself you know splitting up relationships with people oh, well, you causing resentment yeah I know that because that's what you're saying is probably more like except what it is what I've found is like for a while there I really stopped a lot of physical activities you know we had kids and you're going at their pace, you're sitting down, you, you eat and you drink becomes a big thing. So it says you put weight on and I was fine getting really frustrated and kind of angry, right? Yep. Now what I find my, I've got much a better grip on things now that I really push myself for what I do, you know, even um, cycling or climbing, you know, mountains or going to the gym and really pushing that, that I, I, I don't even get the same anger now. I can see things from a calmer place, yeah. but I don't go there. Maybe sometimes you're in the gym, you think, oh, that guy kicks sand in my face <laughs> and there's a wee guy, I'm pushing this last rep. But I'm just meaning, I don't literally go like, 
punching a punch bag and go, oh, that's my old boss's face. I hated him. I, but I'm just, I believe that using that energy that builds up. Yeah, yeah. And I know what you're talking about that yeah. you should pull people up that are doing mean stuff. Not and that, really. You but... can have your boundaries up. There is ways of doing it with, like, from the heart, compassion. You don't have to, like, punch people or, or go Sometimes like you that. do. <laughs> it does seem, like, tempting <laughs> at times, but you're not allowed to do no, that. No, no. But it's like if someone triggers something, it's my shit. It's mine. I was triggered. It's mine. It's not yeah. theirs. They just tapped on a wound that was already there. So I go back later in my own house, in my own sacred space. Okay, what did that make me feel about myself there? Oh, I felt unheard. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, I felt unimportant. Where did I feel unheard and unimportant before? And the subconscious mind will bring up every... Because the subconscious mind works on emotion. So every time you felt that emotion... That will be seemed as less worthy, not enough. Like you don't feel heard, so you're not worth anything. That subconscious mind will start bringing it all up. So I use journaling, so it's expressive writing because it's it's a great way into the subconscious mind. You just start writing stuff. I need to stop you. You need. Yeah. This has been <laughs> coming up in just about all the podcast now. Is writing really? It's so because I've had powerful. guys who. I've transitioned into writing. Yes. You know, my friend Dom, we spoke there um, in the previous podcast, you know, because just these groups of people coming back that he used to do video work, but he got into writing and that's, he says, that's what my love is, right? And then I had a a director on, a boy from Springburn, James Price, cracking boy. A lot of, you know, he's from Springburn. He's yeah. seen it, been in amongst it. Loves music, loves writing. I do it, I said, more for commercial side of things, but creativity. And just when you hit hitting that journalist, I've been With reading the guys and they're all saying that, and I believe it's something that I really need to... We talked about... But I write it, whatever I'm feeling, whatever, and yes. it brings up memories, but I burn it afterwards because it's a release. But all these guys, just different backgrounds, even I'm seeing it from uh, business guys, yep. I'm seeing it from fitness guys, uh, sports... So what does the universe all... try to tell you then, Brian? I know. I know. I just, <laughs> But I'm just that way as like my focus and stuff and going over. I'm just, to be honest, that whole coaching coaching thing, guiding thing to me yep. a few years ago was something that very dismissive of. Just looked away. And even to this point sometimes, because I look, there's a lot, of, like it's like the I'm your guru thing that's going about. There's a lot of fake gurus. And I oh says, my God. And we know with you that you... You done fitness initially with yes. speaking right, so you were a fit- so fitness guru. Where I was going to go when but you've you were always had you really bring out good thing in people. So I know that it works for you. Like, sorry, yes. I know that what you do works because the evidence is there with the yep. people, right? So I, fitness was because you've got like so many bodies. We've got more than just the physical body. You've got the emotional body, the spiritual body, your mental body. If one of them's off, they're all off. So it's like you could be the most spiritual person. What I see in the spiritual community is people do turn to like more spiritual stuff and then forget the physical body. So they start putting loads of weight on. Crazy. And, and you've got to have the balance with all. When I started, mine was fitness at first. And I used to train seven days a week. Seven days a week. Nah, like you went bust balls my out, man. I um, push it to the max. Um, if I wasn't sweating blood, I, wouldn't be, I wasn't happy. Then... I kind of came across, well, I had my, I had a mental breakdown. I had two, actually. Um, one was when my marriage ended, and it was my decision, and that was the biggest the biggest thing that made me have that breakdown. Absolutely. Because it went against everything that I believed in, was you're married, and you're married forever. It took me a while to see, because I was in denial, and we are talking earlier about like drug addicts and drinking and, and yep. substance abuse. Mine was the gym. 
because uh, it got me at the house. It got me, and it was a, a form of avoidance and numbing. I was numbing myself and I had to be like the best because on one side, if I was strong and I was the best and I was, I was lifting heavier weights than some of the men, I was, I was achieving because then I could deny the fact that inside I was no just your, you, and Just your escapism? It was escapism. Purely, I... Definitely. And it's like, I read a book, um, Brene Brown. She's, I'm sure she's Canadian. Yeah. Um, she sounds cool already. She, she is really good. She's <laughs> a shame coach or a shame researcher, sorry. And she researched shame for like, God, 15 or 20 years or something. And through her work with research and shame, she had a breakdown herself. But she's got like five or six different Probably talking up. Digging up all her own <laughs> stuff, you know, I, I it brought her going own through stuff it all. In. But the book was the, I'm sure it's called The Gifts of Perfection. And in that, she talks about, like, perfectionism as a shame shield. Because when we over-perfect the outside, it's because we don't want to admit there's something in there that causes the shame. It could be a belief of, I'm not enough. It could be a belief of, I'm lazy. Because you might get told you were lazy when you're younger. So people who get told that might then be like excessive cleaners or have their house perfect, their whole life's done, they can't rest because if they rest then that old belief I'm lazy comes up so then so it's perfection is a shame shield so for me that whole and when my marriage ended everybody was shocked everybody because people were like to me it was so perfect well your, your life was great and I'm like no I worked very hard to make it look perfect and it made me exhausted and that's why I had a mental breakdown and it's like, but I know now why I went through it. Because it's like, it wasn't just a mental breakdown. There was, there was suicide, everything. There was, everything was planned. I knew what I was doing. It was actually the night I was going to do it. And I walked up the stairs and it was just me and my kids in the house. And I just heard this voice. It was clear as day. Who's going to find you? And my three kids were in their bed. Which actually knocked me back. Like, oh my God, what the fuck am I thinking? Then that took me onto the spiritual path. Because I'm like, where did that voice come from? What was that? Like, why? What did it, like, I'm not being funny, what did it feel like? Like, you're saying a voice. Was it just literally that you were going over, you're saying stuff and it, you said it to yourself? Or... Every voice inside sounds like, your, your own soul voice sounds like your own voice But some as people well, but I've also feeling... heard, like, yeah, because it can be really take quality. Like, sometimes yeah. I do stuff and I'm like, whoa, the hair's the back yes. of your neck, you know, like, yeah. Jesus. Well, this, this, my Or other times you're just like, that's you again, cool, yeah. Like, Honestly, it was almost like something that gave me a kick. That's what, I, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's certain ones that you go, "Fuck, I need yeah. to address this," you yeah. know. But now it was a very, that was a dark, dark time for me. Um, Obviously, because that's back, the big all one. Stuff I learned, and it's like I would never be able to take clients yeah. where I take them if I never was there myself. You'd be full of shit, really. Definitely, definitely. And it's like I did. I got a psychologist after a year and a half. I went to a psychologist and. I have no idea what psychologists do. I don't know. He just kept going over the same stuff. And that my philosophy was, it's like, he must just be keep going over the same stuff so I get bored. <laughs> like, just go, I'll maybe, stick it out. Maybe reinforce stuff, but if, like a know. modern, like, I think now, like, I visited one when I was young as well. Um, just as it says, I think it was just brothers and my mum was worried about like, the fighting and arguing and stuff, yeah. right? So, spoken and... I just think now that we realise so much more is that you've just pressed on so many things and I know there was intelligent people that, that, you know, these early philosophers and therapists that really understood humans, but I think now the big one even purely is like physical, you know, spiritual, all these things you talk about, I think these guys were maybe just one thing. Yeah. <laughs> they think they bring it up back to your head yeah. 
is going to solve it, but it's not. You, they're not giving the solutions of how to tackle it. They're just bringing up, well, that's your problem so there. You can't Deal you feel emotion from the head because emotion comes through the heart. So you, you've got to go in and embody. And that's where what I started to realize when I was doing the PT and the fitness stuff is how much people avoid being in their body. They hate their body. It's like everybody wants to change their body. They beat it up. It's like you're measuring women who've lost like a stone in six weeks and they're still saying, oh, but my thighs are horrible. I'm, oh my God, you need to learn to love yourself. You need to learn to love your body. And I know this because there was a stage that I took all the mirrors at my house because I just, I was that disgusted with myself. I thought I'm, I'm just disgusting. I need to get all the mirrors out. I don't even want to look at myself again. So I know what that feels like as well. So it's like, I like to help people and teach them like you need your body is a vessel without your body you wouldn't even be able to walk on this planet so why beat it up and why be horrible about it well the only there's two sides of that for me right is I agree like obviously with all media I wouldn't say that you know I'm a photographer I used to be if you're photographing an event Brian find the the prettiest girl there yeah and get shots of her because it generates interest and blah, blah. So we've got what's we see as people, but when you start speaking to people, like, oh, I like a big ass, or no, I like a thin girl, I like thin, right? <laughs> so everybody likes different stuff, but we've got this thing that's pretty much unattainable for people with their genetics. But on the flip side for me is we can also get too proud of, I, I just say the bodies, but if you're massively overweight, I think that's not something we want to portray as a, a norm either because that, can cause a lot of depression, health yeah. issues, and stuff. So that, I just, just mean there's a fine line, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's something like I've so seen. I had this picture. Someone sent me. It was beautiful. It was a woman who was anorexic, like you can see all her bones. And then there's another woman who's she's so severely overweight. And the two of them have got like their their forehead to forehead, and it's like the two of them are going through the same battle. It just looks different. Yeah. And that's it's so true. I'm like, it was so powerful. The picture. It's like it's amazing. Like. We, we look at people and we judge people so easily. It's like these people who are like overweight and it's easy to put weight on. It is an avoidance as well. There's a lot in life. If your life is a bit hard and it sucks like like a bit, it's like you turn to food more. It's like especially chocolate because nah, it's getting, like putting the sweetness the back into life. You know that, yeah. It's definitely. And it's like, it's just somebody who goes to the gym seven days a week is putting their body through as much abuse as somebody who yeah, just lies on the couch. Taking and the days off, that's it. Everything. I know. It's just the extremes of everything. Yes. And it's all it's all to combat the beliefs that we have within ourselves. The programming. Have you ever listened to Professor Bruce Lipton? No. Oh my god, he's brilliant. Um Why? Everything is a belief. Everything in your life is it forms through your perception. So all the beliefs you have about self, about women, about men, about everything, that's the way your life has to turn out. So if you change beliefs, you change your outside world and it sounds bonkers but it actually works um he he's a scientist i'm sure he was the one who done stem cells and he started to find stuff out like oh wait a minute but he was scared to come out because in the spiritual community uh, the scientific them or he's in the development of them <clears throat> he done the development of them right well so the scientific community if you go woo woo they will I, cast you out you're still gonna get that and i know <laughs> and it's a big thing that we're just understanding it, it does sound yeah yeah well the judging, I read a really good book about the judging and you just says it's easy. It is easy because it happens in the f- tiniest of fraction of time you see somebody, you judge them on everything, yeah. basically. But you're not judging them because it's how you judge yourself. Yeah. You're just, it's easier to project it onto somebody else. 
rather than self. So it's your own thoughts about self that you just project onto other people. So it is. But Bruce Lipton, he was trying to write this book. Couldn't you write it? I think it took him like, say, five or ten years or something ludicrous. And he was trying to write this book. Didn't know why. And he'd done that thing called Psych K, which is kind of like a form of hypnosis in America. I do a version of it, which is um, theta healing, which takes you into the theta brainwave. So that's where your subconscious mind is. That's where all your programming is. And he went and done this Psych K thing. And they found that he had a belief that if he speaks about stuff that isn't in the scientific community, they will shun him and cast him out. So what they've done is they hypnotise him and they've released this belief. Like, let's get this belief out. It's safe to speak your truth. It's safe to speak this. Nobody's going to cast you out. Nobody's going to make you feel less. And you wrote the book within months. It's amazing. It's actually a good book. No, I could believe um, that, the, definitely. I think it's called The Power of Belief. She's, you're giving me too many book recommendations. <laughs> I love books. I, so da. <laughs> and I went through a period of, you know, years and years gobbling up reading. And I've just, it's recently, I think, I think it's like my phone because it's articles on your phone, oh, social media. I'm reading up on, you know, just technology and just all these things. I was just, I'm like, the books have just kind of, they're piling up. I still keep on buying them, but they're not getting read. I, I need to real make things. a point. Um, you know, just that what about audio? Yeah, I, I do a wee bit. I do audio but in the car. I'm podcasting, I quite, uh, and it says a good thing with podcasting like this, with like yep. today, Laura, is we're very free to talk, right? Yes. You can say what you want and people love the authenticity of people, right? You're not going to appeal to everybody, but you put your heart, you wear your heart on the sleeve that people who do like you will be like, what, there's such a huge connection. Yeah. So I'm much into the podcast because there's so many people that, you know, I like comedy, sports, movies. So I just, I'm gobbling up. They haven't maybe became my books in a way, but again, I listen to the podcast. Like, no, like mate, you're, you need you're to start reading all books these again. different people that's different flavours. And I'm learning from everybody. That's yeah. why I've done this as well. And I'm like, is that not one of the smartest things that Joe Rogan ever done was he had all these people on. Look at the conversations he's oh had with. Oh my God, my son loves Joe Rogan. Billionaires, <laughs> sports people, yep. act, just uh, the you know, scientists, authors, just people that have done amazing things and he's getting why they done it, how they done it, the emotions, everything. So he's just like, I feel like he's like a superhero getting all this info. It's probably going to flip his lid because it's going to yeah. be too much for him. But just all these amazing people. And I'm like, it's hard to not listen to them. Yeah. When can like you sit and listen to, you know, Elon Musk, a billionaire sitting there having a whiskey, puffing a joint talking about everything and how he interacts with people every answer has his thought out because he's a wee pause yeah and he's a he's a fruitcake but this guy is like taking things to up in space he's paypal billionaire i don't know tesla i don't know what i think of him yet i don't know he's out he's out he could be a, a james yeah. bond baddie you know what i mean i, think he but, might, I don't know sometimes i might see a baddie or see a goodie i don't know um <laughs> i i I love his stuff, man. Yeah. Really, just the whole, because I love, sp it's just because he ticks a lot of boxes. I like, you know, the space thing, we'll the cars, yes. you know, the tech. Um, it's, but he's quite, he's quite arsy. Do you know he called that uh, mad diver that was going to rescue those kids? He called them a pedo on like, Twitter. I'm like, he's just not like a normal guy. He's a maniac. I just think he's a loose cannon. I think he's just too smart. I don't know if, if all the stuff he gets is actually his. Well, but he's smart maybe, enough. But he's smart he's enough to bring you. Well, you know, I, 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 I speak to my pal about this, right? So we had the thing. 
that nobody talks about. I, I put out there, I says, I want to talk to this in the podcast. I says, the American government is basically says, we've got footage of vehicles that are not of this planet, right? Yes. And I says to somebody, I says, whether or not you believe in aliens or not, I says, why are we not just questioning why the American government is saying this? I just find it so crazy, right? And they're showing uh, the footage. You can read up in the different guys that have seen stuff. And it's it's quite funny. America became so advanced so quick yeah and now one of the first i would say maybe maybe i'm wrong here because i talk a lot of shit but they are one of the first people that really started excavating you know you know what do you call that archaeology and things a lot of the early dig-ups from egypt and stuff was done by americans lots of the early dinosaur things all these Mm -hmm. americans they talk about maybe they say that 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 spaceship that they dug up area 51s where they try and re-engineer stuff how did they come up see look at the stealth stuff they've got in the military so where does it come from i've watched i've watched some i had the gaia channel for a while and i watched the what some channel? gaia um no, I, I got it on instagram it was like it's kind of like netflix but it's all stuff like alien there, interviews right? yep, it's yep, all yep. out there um stuff about earth they've got yoga tantra you name it they've got everything on it everything kind of esoteric um, on it, I love I love reading about it. Oh, as same well. here. Um, and there was ones that was like ex agents would go on and talk, and they would tell you like about the spaceships and how like it worked, and you could touch it. And and I would watch them forever. And it's like they got called to go when there was crashes on Earth, and they would go there first. And he says that you actually realise after a while that you kind of take them away for their craft because that's when they die because they're connected to it. So this this Good. guy was I don't even know who he was. He was some CIA agent or something like ex CIA agent and he was talking and it's just I love it. It's it's oh you thought about it. It is. And what we said, like I want people to come on and discuss all these things openly, but a lot of people are scared is what you say is people can take you different ways. We're worried that people see us as a bit out there and stuff. I don't but actually care about people think. I'm me. very much well that's a big that's a, a superpower, right? But it's, most people as you know yes. right which I'm the same, right? Have you seen but my I'm very page? open to stuff. <laughs> I just well, if you see mine all. too, if you, if you ever go through my pictures, like I've got a wide array of pals at some yep. stuff because it was first like I have, I've got pals that are just say they've got potty mouths, you know, they're swearing nonstop and they say inappropriate things. I'm like, mate, my mum's on here. Do you want to yeah. chill out a wee bit? But as we get older and she knows people and she gets to know your friends and stuff, she just knows there's some people that are just a bit out there. It doesn't make you a bad person if you like stupid humour or talk Definitely. that way. And obviously I say stuff, but sometimes you just, I'll get messages, people's taking offence for whatever reason. But if you look at mine, they're very much a wide array and I like talking to people. I don't believe in them all. I think sometimes people want to see stuff in everything. Yeah. I think not if there. you're not offending somebody, you're not doing it right. It's like that, that quote. Uh, that that you, easy, you could be the- easy. You're too easy and you're not offending anybody, yeah. so you're just oh, not so you're pushing yourself, yourself to your maximum. To please yeah, everyone. Yeah. So if you're if you're going to be full of yourself, you're going to piss somebody off. It's like it's the way it's meant to be. It's like that quote: if you you could be the juiciest peach in the box, and still somebody's going to come along and no like peaches. So it's like why shape yourself to That's be true. what other people want you to be? It's like be yourself. You will attract the people who like you. Who are like yeah, you. Yeah, build your tribe. All the others go and find their own tribe. I know. And it's like, that took me a long time to realise that as well. You try and shape yourself, fit yourself into so many different places that you get to a point, you're like, who am I? Who am I? I don't know. You lose yourself. And I think you've got to. You've got to lose yourself. 
It's that whole cosmic joke in it. You've got to fully lose yourself so you can find yourself. <laughs> and then no, you realise you true. were never missing it in the first place. Well, it was like, well, it was like even going back to my personal stuff, I, I was very much into music, you know, the hip-hop, when a lot of people didn't used to listen to it, right? And I could get a wee bit, obviously, the subject matter, you know, the swearing and stuff. I couldn't play it everywhere, but sometimes I'd feel a wee bit embarrassed because there was a lot of people, yeah, you'd listen to that shit. Yeah. And, but I found that, as you says, you get known for that and you hook up with like-minded people. But then even through my photography, I used to do stuff that was out there with like textures and these really gritty portraits and stuff. And I fell away from that because I'm like, no, I, I, girls don't want to look pretty in their pictures. Guys want to, they don't want to show the like, wrinkles because I took a really good shot at this guy, which I felt was a good shot. And he says, you've made me look dead old in this. You see, that's how you So look. I was instant, you know, <laughs> wind at my sail. But I says, somebody, I'd printed it off, as I said, and it was in this place where I used to work and people used to go by and go like, that fucking picture's really cool. Mm -hmm. But a lot are coming and different people are like, really? And my friend says, send that in. The days it was about magazines. He's like, I need to send that into to the magazine. And I did send it in and they put it over two pages and it was like, whoa, it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. And the same guy who says, oh, you may look too old, he came up to me and says, can I get a copy of that magazine? I want to show my bird. <laughs> but I, I went away it. from that, like shooting weddings where I wanted brides, like you, what you see it now with all the filters, don't you? Yep. They want to create this non-reality. So yeah. I went away from that and I wish I'd stuck with that too. So you are affected in but what sometimes people... sometimes you've got to go away from yourself to realise, wait a minute, I don't want to be this. What have I become? Oh, I like that version better. So you go back and reclaim it. Yeah. You just reclaim yourself But then I'm jealous of people that have just stuck with it and just have got... Because a lot of things I'm learning as a guy in his 40s is that I'm like, fuck, some of my pals knew stuff as you know, children almost oh, that yeah. have taken me this long to really realise. I remember yeah. certain guys used to tell me stuff like... I don't like. I don't care if he likes me or everyone like, or embrace that thing. And I'm like, fuck. I, when I was especially young, I did want to please a lot of people. I was always like cracking jokes and I stuff. We were kind of programmed that way as well. A wee bit, I and well, I, I still like that. School, I like you've harmony. Got to hand up to go go pee. You've got to ask permission to go and do a natural bodily function. You've well, got to put your hand you up to drink, ask permission to speak. You can drink water. Yes. In class, because you'd need to pee. Yes. And that goes back. That's not even a conspiracy. That was our modern day school, and it was just goes back to the uh, industrial revolution where you arrive at school with the first bell, which you do for your work. You work and graft the first tea break. Yep. You then go back in, put a wee shift in until a bell goes to tell you it's lunchtime. You get to play, everything's structured, and then the you know, your yes. final bell goes. And that was just to get people ready to go work in the factories that were getting set up, which is we're programmed cool, to be but it's crazy to think that's not changed much. Yeah. Some things have, like, they take water and they keep it, but even I get very frustrated with the schooling as well, with things that I'm like, that goes against everything Definitely. that will I'm make us what we school. are. I think they'll be, like, going to shut her up. <laughs> you got to... My daughter doesn't bit. wear a mask and she get pulled up for uh, one of the teachers... Who had says to her, why have you not got a mask on? And she's like, um, I, I don't wear a mask. And the teacher went, well, does my life not matter to yours? Does that cleaner's life not matter to yours? So right away I'm like, that is emotional black. What a that thing to say to somebody. The 12-year-old girl, an adult. So I phoned up the school anyway, spoke to the head teacher and she was saying, well, I kind of think I know who it is. She's struggling a lot with the fear. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm scared of stuff in my life, but I don't take it to my children. I'm like, that was that's not right, that behaviour. And I'm not arguing whether my daughter should wear a mask or no. That's not the reason I was phoning up to school. It was because an adult used her power to try and make my daughter feel bad. And I'm like, oh my God, like these teachers, 
half the teachers I see just now they've lost their passion. It's a it's a very hard job, as you know, with oh, kids yeah, because they've that. lost a lot of the power of them. Everything's just uh, I don't know. You shouldn't have power over anyone. That's it's a special problem. position, you know. It's a really hard job as well, so yeah. it's not everybody's capable the of doing it. Education system back or back? I don't think that's probably been so many hundred years that we've forgot it. Um, half the history we get taught is not even true anyway. So it's like, well, I it's, want the truth. It's taught by the winners or what they want you to believe. Right, but then again, perception. I had an argument on uh, Facebook, which I'm a wee bit embarrassed of because I spend a wee bit too much time and effort arguing with strangers that... Oh, we've all done that. Right, and I know, but it's again, and I'll be honest with you, I'll, I enjoy arguing quite often <laughs> if people get to know me. But my thing was uh, about this whole political violence, right? Yeah. Where... Uh, the big thing in America, because we're all consumed and most people talk about Trump and I'm like, you know what, I like Trump. Because he is an asshole. He is an asshole, right? He says it how it is, but... That's the big thing. And I says, <laughs> you know what? I says, there's not the gloss of these other guys Please. that do basically the same thing. He's maybe doing better in some respects. He's definitely not doing good in some respects. Uh, but I says, at least you know what you're dealing with a wee bit. I says, oh, these are smarmy guys. I says, you held up in high esteem. I says... They were bombing, they were doing all this sort of oh, stuff. Definitely. And I says, he's not really... There's a real crazy thing happening in America. But anyway, that goes back to these guys that were saying, because you can't punch somebody in the face, they're saying fascist. And I says, well, people have got different political views. So if I say something, I shouldn't have the fear of somebody physically attacking me for it. We should have laws, uh, platforms where we, where we can speak. That's what democracy yep. is about, that you're yep. going to have people scared to vote. Is that not fascism that way that if you say, if you don't agree with us, we're shutting you down, you're getting yes. cancelled, we're punching you out yep. in the street. And what, it's lunacy and I says, on the same side, on the other ones, I'd, they're both the same. You should never feel fearful of having what you believe. Just speak your truth. Well, look at Facebook, they're, they're letting people's posts. Cause I know, I've seen that more. The phone people information, but it's like, that, Facebook, that's like a jail. PhD doctor. <laughs> I think they know what they're saying. I just think that you should have stuff questions when it becomes all Definitely. that you follow this and nothing else, then that's when the problems start. I think with this whole COVID thing, I'm kind of at the stage where I just feel that they think, sorry, I think they kind of fucked it up a wee bit. They didn't really know, maybe. I think it's the political, they're doing it. I have heard people say that they're doing this because it's, it's side viewing us away from one Brexit and the global reset that's coming, the financial but, reset. But, but it's even out with Britain, but it's the whole yeah, world the whole that's world, doing it. Because there's the whole financial reset occurring because they want us to stop using money. That's why everything's... I get, I got that feeling thing that, that yeah. it just makes sense. It's like my brother works on the trains, right? Yes. So back in the day, I don't know if you... Well, you stayed in Damier, so you probably get the train places. Yep. You'd sneak on, you'd see where the conductor was ah, and you'd, you'd go on the other thing, right? <laughs> you'd dodge, fall asleep, you'd see him, you'd get off, maybe change trains. That's what you'd done to save money. But then they brought the barriers on the Queen Street station. How smart was that? Because they're <laughs> then taking all the money from people rather than maybe losing, say, just say it was like they lost 30% affairs because people were dodging tickets. Yeah. So it probably makes sense that if they took cash away, they could know the full flow of it, where they could tax and control things. So sometimes I'm like, aye, that definitely makes sense. And I could see them doing that. Yeah. But I'd control sometimes, is a big thing are they me. that smart? It is. It's, to it's fool a lot that of many control. people. You look at it, but if we go fully cashless, they're going to control where we shop. They're going to control how much we can spend. They're going to. Ever, you're going to lose control, Evan, soon. Yeah. Let's be honest. No matter how much you put up a fight, whatever, that's just where you're going. No, I don't know. The majority of the people look now... Look at your look, phone. Look at, look at 
um, Berlin, like there was like seven million people out protesting against all this stuff. They did lie about the numbers, of course. Mainstream media don't want you to know the truth, but well, again, German, I didn't know about this. I'd like to look into it. I never heard that one. They were always taught to um, question dictatorship and all that, especially obviously the history. They were always taught to shout it out, question it. That's why they're so vocal. We. The Scots have actually surprised me because it's like, I always thought, like, Scottish people, no, we will not lie down to anything. And all I see is everybody lying down to everything. That's There's like, a big cultural oh change God. in Scotland, I think. I actually says to my friend that I think part of it, because it was quite a harsh environment not that long ago, right? Yeah. And I see stuff now I look back and go, it's very tough on certain people, especially women in Scotland, just with the whole drinking culture of pubs remember you have to remember women weren't allowed in pubs back in the day and what did that guy who used to do that had a shit job somewhere in the shipyard right you're talking about like just depressing going in there we're getting hammered in whiskey yeah you lose your mind in booze you do so many crazy things many many women suffered under that bullshit oh definitely so i think scotland just had a big backlash of the horribleness that went and i'm not even talking about people i'm just talking about these factories that were tough jobs or dangerous you know, these mining communities that have got real problems with alcohol and stuff and the suicides and stuff. I just think they had it hard. Things are quite... Like, Glasgow's changed massively since I first moved here. Oh, it was a very, very tough place. Whenever you're going up, it's getting very cosmopolitan and I stuff. Know. But I think that brings problems itself too. Oh, because yeah. people are... Again, you're, you're talking about the side swipe. Like, the big one is... We spoke about me and James a wee bit was they want to take our um, hate speech out of movies and media. Yeah. And I says, well, that's not going to help. I says, because you need that example of like, this This is what it looks like when you are being a hateful, mean f- person. See, if you take that away, it can happen. Have you it's watched like Out of happen. Shadows? No, what's that? It's, um, it's a documentary. It's a man who was a stuntman who, in Hollywood, for like 30 odd years, and he fell and hurt his back. And he was hearing all these stories about like, God, Hollywood's full of pedos. Hollywood's full of pedos. I kind of was, but... <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't see this. What are you talking about? So he started to investigate stuff. And it's him and one of his friends who's a film director who've made it. It's actually great. It was released on Good Friday and it had 8 million views within the weekend. It's, it's so good. YouTube then, I take it. Yes, YouTube kept removing it, but the people kept posting yeah. it and putting it back. I think you Bless can get you it on, people. <laughs> I think you can get it on BitChute and stuff like that as well. Um, but it he goes into detail of why they make films the way they make them because it's all programming. To get us programs, to get us desensitized to people dying, it's to get us desensitized to people controlling us and for us following rules and following orders. Well, it's happening with some people. That's what it says. Yeah. And my friend laughs. He calls it. And I've seen it pop up. You know the whole sheeple thing that your sheep. Most people just will follow blindly, and that's fair enough. But I just feel like some of these guys are getting really dangerous. It's just how like these guys think that they are such a high moral ground that if you don't go with what they say it's like you're instantly you know doxxed you'll just take off all your social media if you're somebody that you're an actor you just stop working or it's okay as we go back to you know the violence and stuff I'm like you can't what the fuck are no. we doing no no you can't have people talk are you that you, like, it's like we should life? have a difference of opinion without there being a divide and that's what i see in this world is like everything that they're doing just There's now no is to cause between. a divide yeah so it's like it's always been like men against women, straights against gays, black against white, and now you've got mask wearers against non-mask wearers. 
Um, now you've got like the LGBT community. They've got all these pockets of communities popping up everywhere. There's another one that I just seen that petrified me actually. Map, which is basically. Did you say WAP? Map M A P. Is that something different? <laughs> Mine, I can't even remember what it stands for, but it's basically like people who like children, and they're trying to normalise. Yes, I've heard of these people yes. now. It's very they have boring. a community now. What the fuck? And people are actually keeping their mouth shut about this. Like, it's still in the fringes, but as what it says... For a 40 or 50-year-old man to fancy this, somebody who's 12, like, it's supposed to be a sexual orientation? What? Yeah, no. No. No, no. 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 No way. And this is where, what I see it as going as the mass are one thing, the mass are a way of silence. Because mass don't keep virus. It virus does not travel that way. Have you seen how, much, how many virus you could get on a pinhead? And they think those pieces of cloth are actually going to keep virus away from them. It's nuts. It's it's a silence. Because if you follow orders and wear a mask, guess what? The next thing is going to get more ludicrous. Then it'll be something else. But they're telling you who you can and can't have in your house now. Your family. Then it'll be but you can meet them in a pub. family. I know. Then it'll be something else. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse and louder and louder. And my philosophy behind it is that from a spiritual side is... It has to get worse because there's that many people going about sleepwalking that something's going to have to kick them right up the arse before they wake up and before they start to realise that they are a sovereign being, they have their own power, they make their own decisions. As long as they're morally correct and they don't go out and harm another person, you know, stealing stuff, why can't we make our own decisions? I think we know what's best for us. You did certainly think so. We got a government because we, the government were employed by us, for us, to govern life for us. They were never supposed to control us. I know, but that's Somewhere along is, no, the line, the switch took place and people lost and forgot. It's just a nanny Wait, state. Minute, you work for me. Yeah, I but they real, wages. Yeah, but you have to remember that there's so many people that are just rely on them for everything. And I see stuff. And this is where they are, give away their power. You have Facebook and you're dealing with the schools or just, you know, the you go on the council page and it would, people are putting that like, yes. you know, do that yourself. So this is the great lesson is... It's one that's to know thyself, but the other one is there's nobody going to come and save you. The only person that's going to save you is yourself. And I tell my clients that when they come, it's like, don't look to me for answers. I'll just help you find your own. You save you. How are they finding somebody like you? Well, my clients, they come back. <laughs> I don't, I mean... <laughs> Odds the ones I, will not come no, I know can tell instantly when I mean, people initially, don't come back. So, so if I've got somebody If I'm like, not triggering my clients, I'm not doing my job right. I don't mean that. Well, I, I mean in... So just say somebody at me and I'm like a wee bit lost. I actually spoke with a guy, uh, a, a client I shot not that long ago and he hired a life coach. Mm-hmm. Now this is quite a new thing to me as well. Yeah, it's kind of Americanized, isn't it? Like life coach, you've got Yeah, and I understand, but it got yeah. him through a real hard time. Oh. As he says, he says to this day it really works when things happen. He says I still tie back in with him, but I kind of know how to deal with stuff. And I'm like, yeah. that's really cool, mate, because I could just see the confidence that he had from that. Any good life coach or any coach or any But how guide. do you find it? Is that something like should somebody always, Google? Oh, that I, that I Google. Is that like your main one? There's loads. Uh, no, mine's is Facebook, actually. And word of mouth. Well, that's always the big one, isn't word it? Word of mouth. It's like people say, oh my God, you need to go and see LG. Well, I mean, I just, there's, as you know, there's no filter. I just say it how it is and that's it. Um, people like that. Oh, I Some do. people don't at first, but once it kind of sinks in and then they realise that actually that's thing, true, yeah. they, they, they come back. I have had people like, and I can tell instantly, it's like they're not coming back. They don't like truth. And I just wish them well on their way. It's like they'll go and find somebody who they, they fit with. It's like I will always coach people who are very like me. So it's like people who sit across from me are telling my story. 
the minute they start talking, I'm like, oh, I know why you're here. I know why you're here. It's everything I've been through. That's the only way you can help people is if you've been through it. You can read it out of a book, but then you're just spouting something no, off the end of the book. You, you need actually to need to go walk the walk. And for the people that come to me, it's, it's all the stuff I've been through. So, so it's, it's right easy. now, <laughs> you're a guide and you just deal with the spiritual side of things? Emotional release, trauma um, release, which everybody's trauma in the body. I think we do ourselves an injustice when we look at our life and go, oh, God, isn't that bad? my life isn't that bad? That's such a good life. But trauma... It's like the nervous system picks up trauma so easily. So even when you were four running and playing football and your mum saying, right, Brian, no football in the house, is trauma for a child. It's the nervous system because you've been told you can't do something that you want to do. So just it registers different, just different trauma. levels, I think, yeah. isn't it? Well, it's the same. So someone who gets completely abandoned by their mother and father and somebody who gets left at the school gates for like five minutes, the parents are running five minutes late, that level of trauma registers on the nervous system the exact same. Well, it's funny because like, I remember being weeing, uh, going missing from my mum. You know, one of the ones she just dis- disappears in your wee. You just start first start going like to, I think it was, that was in Canada, so it was the shopping mall. But I remember that day we got our very first v- VCR <laughs> and that was the greatest thing. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, happy days, get me about. <laughs> and I remember her disappearing, right? And just the dread that filled me. And I just remember telling God or whatever that I'll give back the VHS. Can I'll you just bring it. my mum back? <laughs> but I still remember that very vividly to this day. And you remember Obviously, it for a good it, reason. everyone's probably different, but. The trauma's I, probably still stored in your oh, body. I was like, yeah. really? That was something like. But then I hear something, one's like, I've got a friend who uh, was abducted when he was young. Jeez but old. that happens that he it's very vague to him, too. So see, like, okay, so. As you're going, you're talking about like the mind stuff. I'm just like, can you equate they two? Because yeah, 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 they'll, they'll still be there. So see your subconscious mind, right? Your subconscious mind is like your heart. I always say it's my heart memory. Um, when you're put out for an operation, your subconscious mind doesn't sleep, so it can hear everything. It knows everything that's going on. So when I did first in um, my theta, which was learning how to get people into that state of hypnosis to get them into the theta brainwave, I was told a story about this woman who had came, I think she was like a practitioner before me, and she'd came and she had like OCD, she couldn't stop washing her hands. So they actually hypnotised her, took her into that faith of brainwave, and it's like first answer, first response comes up, because it's your heart answer, you're trying to answer before your mind comes in and tries to take over, because um, the mind always thinks it knows best. Um, and they got her down to, when she went in to get sterilised, when she was under, one of the nurses had come in and the surgeon had went through the nurse for no scrubbing up properly. Get back and get your hands washed. Then when that woman came out and recovered, she developed OCD after her operation. So that went into her mind of that man shouting at the nurse saying, you better get your hands washed. And she thought it was her. It's amazing how it works. It's like your subconscious mind remembers birth. Everything. Never forgets it. I've recently been doing plant medicine. Ayahuasca, we heard of that. You've done it? Yep. I'm Did going you... back in Zelden in December again. Where? Um, I'm going to Ireland to do it. Right, okay. So I do know of it. It's a form of DMT, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know like the scientific molecules that's in it, but it's like a, a root and a leaf from a ayahuasca funny plant. You're just, I was going to bring, when you're talking about all this, the, 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 the thing that I've been getting from is they believe like when you, you die... 
your body releases it because it's in lots of plants. We've got well, some. Well, made of DMT. And it just takes us, and these people that do take it, you know, like, um, I always remember David Chow. He was like the graffiti artist that made all the money, made like $200 million with Facebook shares because he'd done a job for them. Okay. And they gave him shares. And I just, it was, he was the first guy I'd kind of heard talking about it. And he was just saying that like, he says, I'm just never scared of death now. No. And how it changed stuff. And he's he done some, he's, well, he has done some, he's actually going through it quite a bit. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast again. He was very emotional. Um, I think he was, he, he was crying on that. He was saying stuff to Joe. Like, I think, I don't know if he's a mess. Not it's saying because of that. Be but just going from that way that, well, yeah. I'm just wondering if and he's maybe. we're meant maybe, to be, we're emotional creatures. We, we are feeling creatures who sometimes think. Right, but we're never supposed to be thinking creatures who sometimes feel and we got it mixed up. We became thinking creatures who probably hardly ever feel because we're so, so switched off. You're taking this right. I'm yes. just wondering, is it is it very intense? Um, yes, yes. The first night I done it, um, I got it was just grief the whole night. Like um, I'd said to you before, like people were shocked that my marriage had broke up because uh, it was so perfect. Uh-huh. When I had my breakdown. I had cousins and family members were like, no, 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 Ed, Laura, Laura, does he cry? No way, she couldn't have had a breakdown because I was that, I was that surprised. I was totally disconnected to myself. So the first night I drank this stuff and I was sitting in a room full of people who were in circle and I was honestly ugly crying like, oh, <laughs> like, get her out of here. Shit. Just like, I could actually feel it like to the point you could feel it coming out my heart. Like, oh, what is happening to me? Thought I was taking a heart attack. Like it was just the open, I could feel the opening process, I could feel it everything all coming out, just complete grief. And it took me to, it showed me my mum's grief, it showed me my grand's grief, it showed me all the way down ancestral, down the family line, I got to feel everybody's grief. I'm like, fuck. Second night was all, it was anger, lots of anger came up. Um, I did do Yopo that night as well, it's a thing that you snort up your nose. I think it's bark, I'm not too sure what it is, but um, it tastes disgusting. But that brought up like rage. Like I was actually like a wild beast. I was like, Wah! I just wanted to rip somebody's head off. And it's all the rage that you suppress as well. Collectively, I think I'm tapping in collective rage. So we are, we feel our own stuff, but we also feel the a collective. Room as well, yeah. The whole world. So I was feeling collective rage and it was all about like sexual abuse that had come up, which is big just now. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the news and they're, they're arresting all these people. With it was something that it was getting hidden away for a long time. Oh, definitely. With definitely. these institutions. And people think, oh, that doesn't, that happens to other, pe- other, other places. No, that happens on your doorstep. It's, well, well, we talk, not to go back and you're talking about conspiracy theories and there, there's ones like you had that Jeffrey Epstein and yes. that's just crazy oh. to me, right? And I he's think got he's that just way, the tip of the iceberg. He's got that island sort of place. He's yep. a billionaire and I'm just thinking... They've got records of people who've been there and stuff, and that's all that guy was pretty much doing at some point, you yep. know. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And then the whole royal family thing that they're getting tied in, and yep. her Harry's leaving. My grand's a big royalist; she doesn't like to hear stories about this. But I'm like, Gran, Prince Charles' best pal was Jim Fixit. He was a pedo. Well, you, you see pictures pal. of the guys like that, and obviously it'd be good to maybe have some deals because I like when p- people challenge me, right? To say, well, this is the reason this like you can hide stuff. I'm I'm pally, or I thought I was pals with people that you turned out like fucking they're scumbags, you know. Oh, and no, I, know. I was there when we done a lot of things, you know, just being. But I never seen that side. He hid that well, so it yeah. can be done. But oh, I'm course. just like, 
it's all these institutions, you know, the you know, the church with, you know, moving the paedophile yes. priests yep. to different places so they can reoffend and that's just there's no conspiracy. That's what happened. Definitely. Yep. It's actually Ho- Hollywood that. you just said and you look back like Marilyn Monroe and like she was passed about with all these people and you all these movies even touch on the horrible side of things, but it's just coming out and you're like, God. Remember, there's always every uh, Hollywood child turns to drugs and they do this. And I was always like, why? Oh, because they can't handle fame and stuff. I yeah. think it was lots of them were abused. Oh, definitely. And they're using these drugs and what have you to mm-hmm. take them out, what happened. Yeah, the ones that commit suicide as well. well we talked Michael reason. Jackson. See if, see, if, see if Michael Jackson was a guy that stayed in my scheme. Yep. They didn't have the money and stuff, and they're like, hey guys, listen, man, I don't do much, but I've got a bunch of you boys that come sleep in my house every Saturday night. He'd have a vigilante mob around his door. They'd put his house up on fire. I... Is it okay for him to say that? I personally don't think it's okay. No, no. I don't know if the Michael Jackson story is how they released it either. I feel there's something different in there. There's something, there's something in I there. I think he were... was, I bet he did openly say some of this stuff too. Yeah, I think, I think the threw him under the bus for some stuff and made it look a certain I way. think at the end that they had him in the palm of the hand, like his own personal doctor that's just subscribing he had his own drug dealer right they killed him stuff. for a reason it, it seemed that he had too much money but he's definitely been a warped person he was abused as a child by his dad yeah you know that if you even, I don't know how much you're into conspiracy but have you heard Q Q on? I, you know, there was something that's like something that, that a I while see. Ago I see stuff was... about like Donald Trump and they're talking about yeah. that stuff. I don't delve too much because I, I also do believe that. Well, it's a bloody rabbit hole. I tell you, you got to work on yourself too, guys. But you, I believe that you can lose too much time oh, in it as well. They're and all for me and what I tell my clients as well is like they're all stories. Everything's a story. You choose how much you want to play in it or not. Yeah, and because there's like seven Aye. billion people out there that you can find a story for everything. Definitely. And what it says to my pal, I've got a couple of guys who write deep. I've sat and talked with them. I don't believe in a lot of what they say, but I enjoy talking about it. Yeah. And also says like, you know, mate, live your life as well. This is kind of bringing you no joy whatsoever, man. And this is definitely it. Can at the start I did get quite consuming and my partner Martin. He's like, oh, have you read this and read that? And we actually sat and it was like, right, wait a wee minute. This is consuming our whole life. Yeah, like, what do you whoa, get from let's pull away from that because it is, it is very seductive. It's all this stuff and truth and come and find the truth and come see this and everything that you know you've been lied to and it is, it is, it is seductive. It's because it's what I said to my friend. Is the things that have happened that are conspiracy that prove yeah. true. It plays a part though because it's it's a good way of people waking up to realize. Wait a wee minute, there's there's more. To this world and just being born, working and dying. There's so much more. But we are programmed that way to think that we have to get a mortgage and work for our whole life just to pay that mortgage off. And then only when you're old can you relax. When you can't really when that's, physically that enjoy it. That was never why we were intended to be here No, it says that's, you know, that's why I do what I do. Yeah. You know, you can go out and do different jobs, make more money. And this is what I do allows me to be with my kids more, which is my main motivation, yeah. which I know... I know some guys like to spend time doing their own thing. I, yeah. I like doing it with them. I like being with them. And that's what it gives me. And this is probably doesn't give us the financial freedom that other careers would have. But I also look at them and say, fuck, they get all that money and oh, they've listen, got no time and I they know. don't really enjoy it. Driving I've about in a fancy car is not going to work. I grew up with nothing. We grew up very poor. My mom had to like starve herself to feed us at times. 
Um, and then when I got married, I seen the other end because my father-in-law, they, they had their own business and demolition, so they had loads and loads of money. But he worked his whole life. It's like he didn't work to live. He lived to work. So he'd never seen his kids growing up. That's my, my dad. Died, my dad worked all the, the time. Money, it's gone. So he worked all that life for nothing. Well, not for nothing, because everything's a lesson. So we always learn something out The only it, thing but... that I also say is, like, some people, that's what they enjoy. They like counting numbers in their head, and that gives but them... But then it comes from false. a belief. So they could have had a belief in there, like, maybe they were, like... And I get it, because this level of perfection that I had was because growing up with not as much as other people, you always felt less than. So when you're in a place of you're an adult and you have control of yourself, you're like, I don't want to feel that again. So you strive to be the best. Which is, it's a proven energy, it's exhausting because you're proven against something that you believe to be true. So you believe that you're less than. So you're always going to try and be more, try and be more, try and be more. And the thing with that is it's like an ego hamster wheel. It's like the minute you get somewhere and you're like, this is going to make me feel happy, I'm going to have enough. You get there and you're like, oh, I still feel the same. Right, okay, there's another thing over there. I need to work hard to get that because when I get that, I'm going to be, and I call it destination addiction. When you get there, you're going to be so happy and you're going to feel good and you're going to feel that you're enough. Then when you get there, it's the same again. And you spend your whole life on this hamster wheel. You just die exhausted. And Did it's you like, never, do you know Tyson Fury, the heavyweight boxer? I've heard the name, but I wouldn't even know what he looked like. He's like a big, tall, white guy, Irish traveller, heritage, right? Okay. Who became the heavyweight champion of the world when he beat Vitaly Klitschko. Yeah. No, Vitaly, sorry. Vladimir. Okay. He had real... Depression, he's been on and he spoke about this. Like, Does he put, put loads of weight put on? the weight on and he's right. came back. Ah, so that's a big thing, him, people getting know. over. What he had said, just because it touched on what you were saying, is his whole life, you know, he comes from a family of boxers. So his dad had that, probably hypnotized it into him that you're going to become yep. a heavyweight champion of the world. Yep. He says, so my whole life was so, um, built around this premise right so you've got that, that so do you know what happened of well, not even just that is that gave him the structure it gave him everything that he was happy and yeah. but he says when i won the belt he says i was at a loss i didn't know what to do because you're the that people used to striving. Like, you you fat tip man you yeah you've done all that hard work you totally nullified him you became the world champion why are you not just taking another level fighting other guys making your dough making your people proud, doing your doing your whole thing. And I'm like, imagine doing coke and drinking. He just says, I was literally lost. He says, I got to what my whole life was to be. And he says, I was lost after it. Because that was his blueprint. So you're saying like you got hypnotized. It's just what he says to get to that place yep. and you get to that place and like, right, what next? Yes. So you're hypnotized from, they say like the third trimester of pregnancy in the womb still to get roughly about seven or eight. That's you're in the theta brainwave that whole time. You don't have a logical mind. So everything that children see until that age, everything you see, hear and witness goes into your mind as a programme. That's why kids' cartoons are so important now because there's loads of programming in there. Um, teachers program you to put your hand up to speak and they wonder why adults can't speak their truth because they're programmed to go, can I please speak, miss? It's, it's like there's loads and loads of programming in there. In that subconscious mind, you have no idea what's in there. But what about discipline? Because I think that a lot of people are not disciplined for their actions, that it's become okay and it's really dragging down something. See, for me, it's like discipline, like I kind of had this 
argument on Facebook with a woman a couple of months ago and she's like smack Facebook children smacking arguments. I don't know Facebook arguments <laughs> a keyboard warrior um, smacking children um, should be brought back you should be allowed to smack your child it doesn't mean no harm and I'm like no I don't agree with that because half the people that I uh, do sessions with have trauma in their body from being smacked but like simple things so I don't I think there is a level of teaching that's needed and adults don't have the time to teach their kids anymore and it's like because they're working too yeah. much to pay for all this stuff that they don't actually need so they've got these jobs to pay for houses and cars and to, to make it look perfect they don't need them so i heard something beautiful the other day it's like humans need very little they need um food comfort love obviously air you breathe air everything else is just for show and i'm like oh that's beautiful that's beautiful because it's so true it's like everything that we we buy or we need or we want is for another reason there's an ulterior motive in it it's like if I get that car then I'll, I'll be deemed um, I'll be deemed enough to fit into society because I've got this type of car or if I have this type of house then I'll I'll be worthy and it's like it's do you know what cheap. I speak with marketers that know this yes and they play and I've, oh, I've worked on the campaigns that you you look for certain people and you present this lifestyle that they are looking for. That perfect and happy lifestyle that when you get there, you'll be like, still only, feel the same. <laughs> the only problem that I probably would say with it is like comfort can really kill you as well. Because yeah. if I look at I mean, some of these guys... I mean comfort in the sense of I know what you mean, it's, yes. But the way that I've, I've seen is like people get so soft that they just don't want to do anything. So they're like maybe getting down. They're like, you just don't want to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, there's an element you know, of self-sabotage the in there with that. Like, that's, there's that's some guys that like, just play video games, eat crap food, drink fizzy juice all the time, and they're wondering then, why the they're depressed. The person who does that, say they have a belief of, like, I'm a nothing. I'm nothing. So that's their belief. It's running full bell in their subconscious mind. So they must, because the subconscious mind r- runs 95% of your life. We think we're in control of anything. We're in control of nothing. So he must treat himself like a nothing. He must be a nothing if that's his belief because the subconscious mind will always trump. You can actively, consciously go positivity, like let, let's read all these quotes and let's do this positive stuff. It does help, but it does have a place. But you have to go into the, I call it the dark. It's like you've got to go into your shadow. Murky waters. You've got to go into your shadow side to see what the fuck is in there because that's the bit that's ruling your life. And Carol Young says that 70% of the stuff that you put in your shadow it's only called the shadow because it's the unseen. It's the stuff that you deem less important. The stuff that causes you shame. The stuff that makes you feel, well, I'm not the same as them. So you, you shut that part of yourself off. Put it in your shadow. 70% of the stuff in there is golden. That's where your gifts are. That's where your, that's where your unique expression is. But we shut that off because we want to fit in. And it's nuts. It's like we're born unique. Completely unique. But we strive so hard to be like everybody else. <laughs> but humans are also... You know, behavioural, we're very tribal. And it does that's bring a lot of power. Paradigm. We, we they are, believe that's why that. They believe that's why the sapiens yep. took over. Yep. It's because we had that group thought where we could take over Neanderthals. And yeah, that so was, the hair mentality. Yeah. So it, it does bring, and it does like fantastic things but too. We're changing, but, remember. So we're coming into the age of Aquarius, which is, it's all the paradigm shift. And hence the reason why there's so much fear in their society just now because fear is one of the old paradigms fear is actually an illusion because if you imagine like a big tiger was going to run in this room and, and rip you well, to shreds well. like you would be like oh my god that's scaring me that's fear 
But if a big tiger actually did run into this room, you would act instantly. You'd either fight it or run at that. You would jump out a window or something. So fear doesn't even come into it. It's adrenaline. Boof, you would act right away. I've, I've, I've spoke about this too because yeah. I, the two things with me is like growing up in Claybank, right? A, a boy like myself jumping about and that. There was a lot of fights. Oh, good. Yes. Right? Even admit, for me and I'm a girl. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a tough wee turn in the like throwing down, right? Yeah. I've been in quite a few fights over the years. Um, stupid ones, silly ones. I, I honestly, I'm not a troublemaker, but you're just in amongst it. You get friends, you're stupid, you're drunk, yeah. whatever, right? You get in fights. I know how I react in fights. Yeah. And how other people, so I've been like, I remember specifically one time I was going to get three guys basically told me they're going to jump me outside this pub, right? So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm with my mate who's a bit of a small guy and I know he doesn't like a fight or anything, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, baby, this is a few boys out there are going to scrap, man. You ready for having my back here? <laughs> and I seen him crumble. Yes. And I says, no problem. And I left him because I just knew that I would put him in a place I, he just does not want to be. Yeah. And I just went because I know some people, as you, you says, how they react in these things. And I get very fearful of fighting as well, but I know when it happens, then I go. But that's in your innate nature. That's that's but what I'm saying. So wild aspect of it. So my boy's doing boxing now, right? Yep. And he's been he'd been really enjoying it, and his trainer says, "Listen, I want to put you up for a fight because you've been training really well. I think you're good. I want to show. It's like a, it's it's the show for all your hard work." He says, uh, three rounds, blah blah." And he was okay with it. It wasn't too bad, but I was just scared. I'm a bit scared. And I says, well, I said, you know what? Fear, but fear, don't you? I says, you can't let it consume you and yep. totally dictate stuff. And I says, because you've not, you've been preparing for this. You know, we're going to be there. So obviously you get a wee bit of fear. I says, but watch this video. And it was Mike Tyson talking about his fear. Uh-huh. The baddest man on the planet. He created fear for other people. Yes. To this day, as a man in his 50s, people will just crumble. And and he says that he had absolute fear going walking into a boxing ring. It wasn't until he got in there that he realized it went away. So he says, I was always taught fear is just an emotion. Yep. It's actually linked very closely to excitement. Yeah. The fine line, well, he he actually goes back and used to say he used to get a chubby batting people and fighting stuff uh, from violence because yeah. it is so close for him and he's very truthful. You actually listen to Mike Tyson. He is I was reading something on him recently actually because um, he done plant medicine as well. Well, toad medicine because he licked well, a toad. I've done that before. <laughs> no, you don't lick a toad. That's, that's, but that's what he says. No, so it's like it's pus that comes off the back yeah. of this toad and I'm they sorry, dry that, it in I'm the just, sun and you inhale it yeah. you smoke it. I just keep on saying that because that yeah. was the old uh, before, back in the day a psychedelic thing was you licked a toad's belly. Yeah. I really don't actually like toads. No, I know. So it's just it's <laughs> like a crack pipe. <laughs> so he he changed everything, but now he knows that it changed. He confronted a lot of fear. He ended up uh, becoming quite a, an addict with cannabis, smoking like forty joints a day. Having taken over, get really fat, and then he says, "I wanted to light that fire again," but he says, "No, I know how to turn it off and yep. all of stuff." And yep. just listen to the guy; it's just weird how he's got a real. He understands everything. Yeah. If you didn't before, you would. I know that I agree with everything because I believe there's a lot of badness in his life and stuff. And I think maybe... Well, I always believe there is no bad or good. There's experience. And we we, we come here as souls. But what if to you create a... badness for other people? I would think that that's badness. No, it's experience. And if, if I've, as you say, done something bad to another person, then 
they created it in their reality. So it's a lesson for them. So it's like everything's a lesson. But if they can't come back from that and you've ruined somebody's life too, that's just uh, that's just purely lesson. from a... So if you see stuff as the human, mm-hmm. you're seeing it as good or bad. Duality. Good or bad, right or wrong, black and white. If you see stuff as a soul, you know that you come here and you pick all your experiences before you come here. So it's like, it's just an experience. Because you have to experience every aspect of what it is to be a human. So you have to experience what it's like to be bad. You have to experience what it's like to be good. You so have how, to how do you know that this happens? How, like, obviously, I'm, I'm sure you're in this, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> I believe that a yeah. lot of people say that. Yeah, you get shown everything. You get shown lots of truth. You've got to go through, like... You've got to go through that. I call it the dark night of the soul. You've got to yeah, walk through hell. Yeah, it must be very, very... That's why I always say it's just from people talking it's quite, about stuff. But it's your own stuff that comes up. It's all your own shit. It's all your own beliefs. It's all your own fears and the stuff you hide from yourself. It comes it gets right in your front of your face. I you had a guy... Uh, I'd listened to a story online and he's a, a stand-up comedian and he said he'd taken DMT and he ended up during his trip that he lived with another family which felt like years uh-huh. that wasn't his family it was something weird that they either lived they, I think they lived under uh, water or something but he says they were my family I was basically at living this <laughs> I was going to work I was spending time with my family and he, says, and he just woke up and he says it's only a 15 minute trip yeah, or something yep. and I'm like well, I don't know if I'd want to do oh, something no, like that man it's amazing it's like if you're I've done lots of energy work like Reiki I don't know if you've heard of Reiki Reiki how have I heard of that? Well, it's like a kind of, people do it like hands-on energy healing work. Right, is that what it is, the whole rubbing your hands and... Aye, you just, it's just the intention yeah. of you're yeah. becoming the channel. You don't heal anyone, you just be a channel for them to heal themselves, basically, right, okay. in the energy. Yep, yep. It's energy work. Um, what I've done recently is Beyond Quantum Healing, which is a form of hypnosis as well, which people see all different lives. So you could look at it whatever way you want. People like to do the logical mind. I like to tell them it's just... Um, things that's happened in their life as a child and their psyche is just creating it that way but for me I see it as in past lives so I done my friend what, what day are we on this is Monday yeah last week um and her first one she's like oh I can't see anything I'm just so it's kind of like a dreamlike state you go into and it's like I just see clouds I'm just seeing clouds I can't see it just clouds I'm like okay so what are the clouds to you and she's like well, the, no I'm not the cloud I'm separate from the clouds so it turns out she was an eagle and see, after it, when I kind of brought her to, she had a couple of lives show up. When I brought her back round, she was like, that was the weirdest thing ever. She said, I had focus, like an eagle would have. She said, it was like I just zoned in on one thing and I wasn't seeing anything else. She said, it was almost like I was in hyper alert constantly through that whole memory, that whole vision that I got. And she got to feel what it was to feel like being an eagle. I did Mark, he was a cat in one of his lives. He's like, I'm small. I feel small. Everybody's bigger than me. And I'm like, okay, where are you? And I was thinking at first, maybe he's done a hole or something or hiding under a car and I'm like where are you he's like I'm walking in the street and he's like wait a wee minute he's like I'm a cat <laughs> that's good because there's a lot of shit things you could be <laughs> Mike Tyson was hypnotised by Cuss his trainer uh, yeah. and they were speaking to that have you ever had some sense of his noise so you're probably under that influence yeah, still. and his was that he had the goal that he was be- going to become the youngest heavyweight boxer of the world and that's what Tuss used to hit it and you're you're a warrior and he used to just keep on going on and on so yep. he's he's talking all this stuff obviously stuff it's been quite interesting because he's talking to the podcast we said like podcasts are good because people are being authentic they're being honest yeah. and truthful as best they can he's done that after having li- licking it or smoking a toad's belly or whatever you want to call it right? <laughs> so he's 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 brought all this stuff up 
Mm-hmm. And it's just like, whoa, man, he's really giving all the stuff away. And you've seen him, he was just brought to be a killing machine. Yeah. And he's if dealing with all that stuff so now. But he's going back to it again. Yeah, so you're, I think hypnosis is so important because it's like we don't know what beliefs that we're carrying about in our body and it could be something as simple as when you were three, your mum was being like, I'm busy with housework just now, I'll talk to you in a minute and then you've went, oh, I'm not enough for my mum. And then that belief just gets planted in your subconscious mind. So then you grow up the whole life, no matter what age you are, having that belief. As a bummer because, as you know, people are, you know, we're far from perfect, you says about the perfection things and you think like, stuff you've said to your kids even in a blasé manner or you've been angry and you say stuff and if it is causing the more I well, try listen, it's a horrible my son's going to be 21 November and I look at him and I'm like ah oh, fucked you up <laughs> that's tough oh dear because I didn't know this stuff back then I plus you go through your own learnings but there is a great belief I have of you choose your parents before you come here for a reason and it's like I can see it I've seen it in ayahuasca as well I've seen it with my dad I've seen it with my mum it's like oh, it was just so clear I'm like oh that's why I chose you it was so so just came through me it was like oh that makes so much sense makes so much sense so is it legal in Ireland? I don't know was it a loophole or I'm something? I'm not selling it I'm just going to drink it <laughs> how did you do that? But I you... think it was made legal in Ireland it's not in uh, Britain no I've, I've seen in I know people are doing it as, as destinations. I'm sure America's the same because I think they go down to... You can to, go to the jungle in Peru. Yeah, they, they cost like that. about five or six grand or something. Yeah, though. I've seen a few of them. They, they yeah. take you down there and yep. boil it up and stuff. It tastes... Um, I liked it, actually. Lots of people were like, well, it tastes <laughs> disgusting. And I'm like, oh, I like it. It tastes like licorice to me. I'm like, well, that's nice. <laughs> I liked oh, it. It was something that's gross. I hate that. I liked that. it. And I see the taste. But it yeah. was. It's, it's very, very... It's, it's your best teacher ever. It's like you're handing over. Basically, you're. It's the carrier into your own soul. Who knows you better than your own soul? Have you done this yourself? You done this with any friends? Or I done it at a proper ceremony. It was held by a shamana. I don't mean that. I mean, did you? Is this a journey you went on yourself? Did somebody no, else I went come with, with you? My other mother coaching friends that I met them through my coaching journey. Right. Okay. Because um, I'm the we type of guy together. I had to do something. <laughs> I always like doing stuff with. My peers and stuff as yeah. well, like, but I don't know, man. That's... I went with them. I wouldn't. I would. I would have went myself. I would have went myself. Anyway. See, it's amazing when you're in that room and you're like the first day you go there, you're looking at people and you're like, oh my god, are these people are weird. Yeah, because oh. they, they must be free thinkers. Oh yeah, like unicorn catchers and stuff. You're like, oh, here we go, here we go, and then you actually get to realise, well, that's your own perception, that's your own judgment. So, what's your surroundings like? Where are you doing this? Um, it was a lovely, a lovely house in the country. So I'm just was, wondering, like, the surroundings, because obviously you might get bad vibes or something from... All all energies <clears throat> are you. So it's like, lots I of people know, say, but oh, I watch like, bad vibes, but and I the like, will come and get you. I yeah, like good you. vibes. Yeah, but you, you can if you're going to be in complete balance, you can't be all good. You've got to, well, I'm certainly not all good. You can't be good. all light. I'm not. What is it to... This is my latest one that I got, actually, when I was... Um, when I done Buffo, the toad, um, was... For you to fully own the light, you must first fully own the dark. Are these so like are that is the toad? I think I believe it's like maybe the similar molecule or something. But is it the same trip that you have? I think them there all? might be similar in them. I, I don't know. But I'm just meaning you're one stronger than the other. One. Yes. So if you would look at ayahuasca, Mark read something um, recently about it actually and it explained it perfectly. Ayahuasca is like a, a riverboat ride through your past and through your trauma. <clears throat> Buffo is like a rocket ship. <laughs> so Buffo, basically, you're gone. 
you're gone. So you become consciousness itself. So you're not human. You're not anything. It's it's, all, it's the weirdest feeling in the world. It's like you're light and dark at the same time. But you're not even thinking that because you're nothing. You don't realise that until you start to come back that you were somewhere. So what, basically what it does is it takes your mind out the way long enough for your body wisdom to kick in. So you release whatever traumas in your body. So it's, it's a great form of release. It's almost like a reset button. When you come back, it's like that first breath is like, oh my God, breath this is amazing. Yeah. Why do I breathe so often and I'm not so grateful for this yeah. breath? It's like <clears throat> the first thing it comes back is love because it's your true essence. Everything else comes back. Like what I did was I heard this, it was almost like a busy, busy call center and it was all these people talking at the one time and saying all this stuff and all these voices. And then I realized it's like, oh, that's my ego coming back in. It was like, it's all my experience in this life. Oh, my ego was coming back in and I could feel the weight coming back into my body. And it's like, oh, I don't want the ego back. So when did you do this? Um, <clears throat> July. Oh, not long July. Ago. And I'd done before, in July as well, and I'd done before again just two weeks ago. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Back yeah. over in Ireland? Um, no, I know somebody here. Right, okay. Yeah, I've got a friend. Yeah, I've been... Uh... And Changa. Which it mixed with DMT. Would you want to know another okay. wee conspiracy then? Because you're talking about this, that yes. there's probably rightfully wrong for I don't know. I, 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 the more I'm starting to understand things, is I know fuck all right. So oh, listen, I'm that's just, what I'm getting to it. With this whole thing is getting, it's been, obviously been shut down for a long time, right? Yes. Because we didn't, we know I've been doing it, and I'm sure they've been studying, so we get shut down. But a guy always talked with this guy because it definitely opened up a lot of things. The Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Now he's recently been bought over by Spotify, That's and they're right. supposed to keep everything the same, but they I've took all his podcasts. Yep. That certain ones are getting filtered out. Yes. That they're not making it. I would honestly believe, and I, and you too, that that it's him that this is all came about, really. Yeah. Yeah. To the to the more of the masses because he's got such huge. Yeah. I seen something he put an apology viewership. up recently for something that he said, but then yeah. he apologised it, and I just felt then I'm like, oh, he's sold out. It, he's under pressure he's from sold, people, he's right? Sold yes, because I, I listen back to this podcast yeah. more often than not, and I listen. I'm like, what the fuck was I talking about? That's wrong. That is wrong. But it's right for that moment. No, I just I don't even I just mean in like sometimes I've getting facts wrong and wrong, but I would never feel like I had to really apologise. People but just there's no know. one truth in the world. That's the whole. Oh thing. no, I, it's I like definitely believe that. But I know even from what I know and yeah. my gut feeling, and like that was just crap what I said. But for him to kind of go back and think, I just all that's telling me is that he's under pressure. Yeah, yeah, because and I think he's just kidding himself on with some of the stuff. I think he's just get too big. He never probably envisioned how big that would got, and that's going to yeah. bring a lot of grief. What a big money. Well, remember, sometimes you've got to fully lose yourself for you to go back and reclaim the you that you mm. were. But he definitely opened up stuff to a lot of people. says Because all different backgrounds, but people telling the truth and a lot of people doing that. Um, oh, definitely. My son loves him. He listens to him like every day. Yeah. Every day. Uh, same. I've kind I of fallen away. I, I feel like I love Joe Rogan sometimes because it goes about where, like on speaker. Yeah, my my <laughs> wife always complains. I say people always like, "Oh, you fucking Joe Rogan do this and that," and I'm like, "Well, I, I don't agree funny. with everything he says. I don't agree with every guest, but there's been on. I have never listened to that many scientists. You know, as oh, a, yeah. a broad range of intelligent people. These writers, these super athletes, just everybody. Yeah. Guys, you said stem cells earlier. 
like Mel Gibson on how he's got it. Have you seen him there? He's like a no. marvel of scientific development, man. He's ripped he again. He was one of the first ones that came out and said about like the pedo stuff going on in Hollywood. And that, he did, the, but he also said a lot of... Um, he's very heavy religious. He's like That's a right. yep. fundamental uh, Catholic sort of thing. And I he went off it with a booze. He was making really good movies at the time. So uh-huh. the conspiracy was like, oh, this guy's... Great and Passion of the Christ. There was a lot of upheaval with oh, that movie. Yep. So it's like, we need to start shutting him down. Yes. Um, I think sometimes they do definitely take people. It's just it's weird how you've always had your Tupac Shakurs, your John Lennons and all that getting assassinated. Yep, These people definitely. that really change people. And I think the Joe Rogan was, let's maybe not take him out of a bullet. Let's just shut him up another way. Yes. Here's all that money. Offer him loads of money. Yeah. But I don't know. Again, I'm not I this know. pure conspiracy. I would be but a bit disappointing if he did sell his sell out because I always thought he was I think a he has, speaker. Because he was making millions, tens of millions a year anyway. So I, it, even his new podcast, I'm like, he's he's very incoherent. He's a few of them when he first started. I'm like, he's wrecked. He's smoking yeah. too many joints, so he's been drinking too much. He just looked beat up. And I'm like, I just don't get the, yeah. the good feeling from the new one either. Well, the a new few set. I've with him and Joey Diaz and they were totally written. Like, like Joe, I like see Joey actually was a good guy for me because he was very much of like a guy that says you know fuck him. Oh I know. And if I you, know. I love his stuff. He puts out. He says it's Monday morning, guys. You're either sniffing my balls or you're yeah. sniffing, or you somebody's gonna sniff yours. So it just, he just. But his big thing is like, who cares? Do what you've I see got to do. He'd be drawn to people with no filter. I like that. I like authenticity. I like that just realness. You see what they are. They're not saying they're right. They're just being who they are and that's it. Fuck everybody else. Well, you asked me when you first started, can we swear? Like, that's a big one. Yeah. I'm like, I don't swear all the time, but sometimes that's the words that are needed to get your thing. It's like, for me, it's like my mum will say, oh, Lord, I stop swearing. I'm like, it's, it's a word. My mum doesn't like the word fart. She pulls my, my mum very much, <laughs> like, don't swear. My whole, even to this day, she goes, oh. My grand's nothing to do and nobody will swear in front of her. Yeah, it but that's out my mouth. there I was a spec thing, and I'm the same too. But yeah. I make certain things like around kids. I try not to swear on stuff. Sometimes yes. they come out and they have a giggle, whatever. But I just, I also tell my kids that too. Like I says, you hear dad swear. I says, but there's times and places that you should not be swearing. There should be respect for other people too. I'm a yeah. big believer on that. So, but I just the whole thing like don't swear censorship. That that's why when that podcast came out, I'm like they're talking about everything here. Yeah, I know. There's I know. no bullshit. No, I know. Maybe it's their bullshit, but some it's, stuff you're like, oh, it's oh, not oh. the sponsors yeah. telling them what to play and what to do. And that was it was funny you'd said that, and you've always been quite a real person. I always got that vibe from you, anyway. No, well, I, I don't know. Well, when I look and I don't back, mean like kinda, what's the stuff you've done. I just mean uh-huh. you always spoke your mind and stuff. I've always been a mouthy bitch. <laughs> always, I was always the one that if everybody else was angry about something, but nobody had the balls to say it, I'd be the one that would just go bruh. Then they would all run away and leave Do you know, me. I, sp- I spoke about that with my wife too, right? Mm-hmm. That sometimes there'll be things that are pissing off, but it can build up with me and I don't want to get explosive anger, right? Yep. Because I don't think it's, it's a, well, for many reasons. She's great for anyway. keeping cool. Yes. But getting a point across to say it, and I'm like, she's so good at that, you know, yep. rather than I'm like, because I'm going to get in here, when I'm going to blow this up. When you release your anger in a safe place, when you're frustrated with stuff, the more anger you release the more you can get situations don't trigger you the same and then you can see it from, I always call it the place of the witness. You come higher view and you're like, oh, I'm not going to belittle me here. I'm going to, oh, I know why you're doing that. So you, you react totally different. 
So if people make you feel angry and you've got like explosive anger, it's because they're tapping on a wound that's already in there. Yeah, definitely. There's there's so many. I say there's things. stuff for me. It'll be triggered, and I'll say to Mark, "I'm going to go and I'm going to go and work through this." And he he knows what I do. He's never ever questioned. I mean, and I am quite a strange person. He's never questioned anything. I mean, I do filming rituals and everything. He's a bit out there too. He'll understand too. He's quite a. Yeah, he's quite an open thinker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like I'll go upstairs. And it's like in the bedroom. Tell them don't come near. I've got anger in here, and I just go in and I just punch, punch my cushions, scream into cushions, and let it all go. Just like, ah! just let everybody up because it's getting it out. It's like it's alchemy. If you have it in there, if you felt it, it's in there. It's probably funny you just say a lot of stuff. It's actually going back to basics because all these yes. early civilizations we, we even see animals. of like the Amazon stuff, and they just do these mad. I get dead jealous because I'm like, their bodies look amazing. You see them like dancing around the fire at night, boogieing and just going, rah, going crazy. And I'm like, they're obviously letting everything out, having a party. Ceremonies, that's, that's one of my ceremonies. Just let it go. Just shout. Just, and for me, it's like, when I, do, when I do ceremonies, mostly women just now, I've never, I don't think men are that open yet. Um, no, it's there's like definitely full expression. So for me, with doing the PT, I learned that people were not in their body. So I'm like, oh, people don't, they don't embody their self. There's so much in the mind, so much thinking. Anxiety is one of them. Anxiety for me, and I always tell my clients, it's like what I learned about anxiety is everybody's body's programmed with anxiety. Anxiety is your body letting you know that there's bullshit going on somewhere. It's a bullshit detector. So it's like if you're feeling anxious about something, you're either telling yourself something that isn't true, you're putting yourself in a situation that isn't in alignment with you, or you're denying something like a truth that's coming up one of your feelings and emotions so the anxiety will kick in because it's your body letting you know Brian Brian you're not listening to your truth you're not listening to your truth so for my clients I tell them that and it helps them so much it's like not everything is supposed to be for everybody we all have our own lane stay in your lane when you come out your lane you try to go into somebody else's lane you're going to be anxious because you're not meant to be in that lane you're meant to go oh okay come back here this is me I'm being me I'm being fully me I'm not going to try and be you I'm going to be me so it's like no one has so many people with anxiety in this world is because we are shaping ourselves into so many different shapes to try and fit in. Please, people, and we were as never well supposed to fit in. Stuff, yeah. We're a puzzle. No one piece of a puzzle is the same shape as another. So we're supposed to be unique, and together we come in and make the one puzzle. But we're never supposed to be the same shape, and that's where where I see with society, and that's why it's like I got more into like embodiment stuff. So we have energies in our body. Um, one is a masculine energy one's feminine it's not male or female it's just some people call them anima oh what's a carol young call them anima and amiga or something i think um it's just frequency so masculine energy is mind it's alpha thinking. and amiga you're talking no no um carol young's it does them a it's like a <clears throat> latin something it does i can't even remember reading up in so long ago see this is where it goes to me it's like if it doesn't fit it, it just goes away I prefer masculine and feminine. It's easier. Yeah. So it's mind and heart, basically. Masculine is thinking. I've Ego, heard that from yeah, and the women control. are very emotional and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. control. It's it's all putting something into action. You need masculine energy or you would never get anything done. Feminine energy is a little bit less understandable because it's heart. The heart. Well, they believe, well, they believe, a lot of people I read about, they believe that they're trying to suppress masculinity. So that's that thing. Maybe well, just says they're trying to keep people down. Yeah. Energy like hundreds of years ago. Hence like if you look at the Bible, there there's not there's only like 
two roles in the Bible. If you read the Bible in Hebrew, you'll see there's a feminine line all the way through it. But when they translated it into English, they took the feminine out. Because feminine energy is chaotic. It can be understood. It's emotion. How can you... Not females. Like you're just a woman <laughs> I'm just there, laughing. You? you just described all the women there. <laughs> if you try and explain, put emotion to it, say put anger into words, it's impossible. You can't do it. It's, it comes to Fuck. the body. <laughs> it's like... For me, it's like that masculine effect, but we've got to balance, we're yeah. out of balance because we're so in the mind, we're always thinking, we're always doing, we're always achieving that we don't actually stop and feel and just be. And we need the both. We need yeah. to stop and just be. Release whatever's in there and released. Let in whatever else needs let in and then you use the masculine to back up. Masculine and feminine cannot exist without each other. Cannot, it's impossible. So a yin-yang sort of yes. thing, isn't it? Yeah. And we're working from the distorted end of both. So what you see in the world now with control and power is the distorted end of the masculine. The divine aspect of the masculine is very much, it's just a witness. He just sees everything and just just holds the space for it. No judgment, no nothing. Everything's perfect. The wounded feminine is neediness. It's suppression of voice. When you work through all that stuff and you get to the divine aspect of it, it's compassion, it's nurturing, it's love. So the two of them, the witness with no judgment and love and compassion come together and it mm-hmm. makes Christ consciousness. Hence the reason why Jesus Christ was written in the Bible. Because it's, it's divinity, it's what we are. So what's the Bible? <sighs> Is that another podcast? This is a long time. I'll be here forever. So Laura, just, I want to, like, obviously what you're saying is probably resonating well with people. How do people find what you teach and what you do? Well, there's loads of other teachers that do as well. There's YouTube, there's books, there's everything. I have my own uh, YouTube channel. It's called Rise with Laura Jane. Rise stands for Resources and Self-Empowerment. Um, I've got my Facebook page as well, as you know, Rise with yep. Laura Jane. Um, you can find me on there. I normally share stuff as well. So if I come across anything, I'm like, oh, that's really, really interesting. I share it. Like, I'm constantly learning. It's what I say to my clients. It's like, and I've got a group of women as well that we... It's a closed Facebook group. Yep. Um, there's 20 of us on there. We journey together. We use shamanic um, tools. We use tantric tools, not sting. Every time I say that, yeah, somebody sting. goes sting. <laughs> sting shagging for five hours on the end. Like true tantra is like um, transforming one energy into the next. So it's like turning anger into love. Do you meditate quite a bit? No, as much as I should these days. I used to, I do... That stillness meditation, sitting quiet, that's masculine meditation because it's a straight line. So I don't really format into straight lines very well. I'm an all over the place person. So I like to do more shamanic journeying meditation because right. it's movement and I, I embody, I bring my body in. So it's movement and you're, you take your consciousness to your limbs. So you're actually feeling what it feels like for your arm to move. How often do we get up out of bed and you just hit the floor, down to the kitchen, you've done stuff without actually Being in the moment feeling the whole what time, it feels yeah. like to be in your body, to even go, I've got legs. Yeah. Well, wait a wee minute, I've got hands. We don't notice it so much because we're so in the mind. I know. All our wisdom comes from the body. Everything. We are supposed to be heart-based creatures that use the mind to decipher what the heart's saying because the heart doesn't speak in logic. So we're supposed to use the mind to decipher so your map of your life is in your heart. That's why if you do, if you want to know the next step of your journey, it's just follow anything that gets you excited. Anything that makes your heart go, oh, I really love that. Oh, yeah. That's the next step for you. doesn't matter if it's watching a TV program, listening to a certain song, 
going somewhere. People might go, why are you on there? It's stupid. Oh, I'm really excited about this. I love this stuff. That's because it's meant for you. You go follow that, follow your heart. Always. And it'll always take you where you're meant to go. No, that's absolutely true. And I, I think people, I, I say meditate, but you can do it in so many different ways. Running. I was out running this morning at six. That's one. I, I said my big one is like, and I'm actually not doing it, cycling just now. And I like, climbing hills and mountains oh, and stuff because usually it's just the, the lack of distraction the physicalness and then you you really beat up you get to the top and then the, oh, beauty, the beauty of it but that's life really isn't it so yeah. you get beat up and you're fucking knackered but when you get to the top it's all worth it because you're like oh my god yeah. that was so worth all that pain oh it says you just I've never met anybody yet that walks down a mountain unhappy. Oh, no, no. And it says, I think... I'm, I count myself blessed because now I have a partner who loves it as much as me. It's yeah. like, like, let's go. And we've got the dog as well, Luna, who like loves it. It's up early. Let's go. Let's go. The kids moan sometimes. They moan at the bottom, but by the time they get to the That's top, they're saying, happy. That most people like, have been up like, oh, blisters, feet getting oh, wet. Mom, and... mom, this is so long. Yeah, we recently <laughs> get a dog in... Uh, Custy was enjoying the walks and stuff. It's more something I've done with my pals and the camera, even myself. Yep. But we, we go up and we, we enjoy it. And even me explaining now, I think the, the kids, if I was like, oh, but now they, they like it because I always but say. But look at the gifts that nature has to show Making us. a nice packed lunch to take. They're enjoying that. We're sitting together yep. and we're just not getting that dopamine fix off our phones and video games. Oh, and it's just definitely. all very normal. Look at how society And I explained is. to them because when I was young, it was just like, I even didn't even understand like when you're working out and like that pain is you start to enjoy it a wee bit even Kirsty was like oh I'm sore from that day and I'm like do you know quite enjoy that it's like you get that feeling back Uh then when you work out you don't hurt you're like oh I don't hurt damn yeah you're like I'm not like that anymore I'm completely embodied now it's like I work out functional now it's just for oh you go through different stuff I'm just function it's not I don't ever take myself to that that sweat blood stage anymore I've kind of learnt my lesson um, we actually done Ben Lady two weeks ago so when we got to the top um, it was really really windy so we found this wee ducat and yeah. we had the rolls and just sitting there and it's like the view it's like just amazing ah, like, it's, f- it's phenomenal why would nobody want to see this but even the change in your your structure and your cells of your body scientists have proven that being out in nature for at least I think it's like something like even like 30 seconds is actually changes your molecular structure oh I can feel so that. you rebalance yourself we work in the box, we live in a box, we go to work, driving in a box, we're disconnected from nature. Earth is us, we're the same, we're made up of the same structure. Stardust. Exact same. And I'm out in, in nature every day, I need to go and connect with nature. I've always been like that, I've always been a nature person. It's like, I need to go out and put my hands on the ground, just to ground myself and feel like, I'm here, I'm here. It's like, I go up, my pals used to slag me, they're like, you talk to the trees, you do, don't you? Tree hugger house. I actually do hug trees now, I'm like, I don't care what anybody thinks, I'm hugging a tree. Oh no, it's definitely, it definitely works. And it says, if you start explaining, and it says just to kids that, they maybe knew some things worked before, but now breaking it down and that is the big one. And like, how good do you feel after this explaining oh, the full thing? And it's like, yeah. Get and it says then you can, you really enjoy that chill time after, it's like you deserved it as well. Yep. No, it's definitely, it's been good. It's Good uh, catching up. Oh, I know. I know. I could talk it's about some days. journey, I know. I didn't know lots of this. Uh, you've yep. done as much as that. But again, how much you know of other people's lives. That's it. That's why things like this are great. And yep. hopefully you can help someday. Well, I know you're helping people, but, yep. you know, if somebody's well, looking for stuff. I, even I, these are triggers as well. Like, I'm sure people listening going like, uh, this is... 
hocus oh, pocus, right? Well, Aye. yeah, you've got that, but even just helping somebody else is nice. And... Do you know what? Sometimes when you think something's a lot of shite, but you just go away anyway, you actually find loads of gifts in there. You're like, oh, I don't know if I believe this, but do you know what? Like when I first done Reiki, for instance, I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm going to go here and there's going to be people like unicorn hunters. And But my coach at the time was saying, listen, Laura, I think if you got Reiki... You're, you're mental coaching people and you can add energy work in. It's a good it's a good spin. So I'm like, right, okay, let's go. And that first day after I was attuned and we'd done the Reiki stuff, I actually phoned him on the way home. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this. So it taught me something. I was always a wee bit freaky anyway, but it taught me great stuff. It's like, oh my God, you don't just shut something down because you think, well, that's a lot of garbage. Half the time people fear I used to like, I do tarot cards and all that as well. I do tarot cards for people when I used to when I used to have a job, like a paid job. <laughs> um, and an older man, I always remember him, James. He's like, oh, that's a lot of rubbish. This, oh, you're one of these new age thinkers. A lot of rubbish. And then it was a couple of days later. He's like, do my cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thought it was a lot of rubbish, James. But I'm like, see, people just answer so much just out of fear. It's a fear of the unknown. I see the kids with the what. Try this. Dad's made this vegetable. We've done anything like that. No, I don't like it. And I'm like, how do you know? You don't, exactly. You don't the main piece it. it. And I says, I'm not. I'm not trying to get you hooked on the drug. I'm not a drug dealer. I'm your father. I want you to eat something that I think you're gonna like the yes. taste, and I know it's good for you. I just humour me. And then it's funny because Jack goes, "That's actually really nice." Oh yeah. And I'm like, mate, you know. Yeah, that sounds like my Jack as well. Well, my daughter, she's twelve now, and she's going through this. Just started high school. It's a big one for the girls, especially. Who she was in primary school, so she's like, I don't even know who, I'm like, who are you? I know. Where's my, my daughter? Yeah, same with my Jessica. She's 13, she'll be 14 soon, and she's definitely, um, yeah. High school is a big change, isn't it's it? It's interesting, isn't it? Uh, well, that's <laughs> but one do you know what? It's problem. like, they show us up our biggest triggers as our children. It's they do, like, and I said that. They do. Yeah, definitely. They do, and... Just trying to get better and understand stuff as well. And as, as I said, that was the big one is like, God, the things that piss them off are the things that I don't like about myself as well. Yeah. I spend so much time on that phone. I always remember when yeah. they were young and just started talking, they would say something like in slang, Glaswegian slang. You'd be like, oh, that sounds terrible. And then you'd realise that's how you say it. <laughs> Who the fuck do you get that fucking part of it? <laughs> right. Don't uh, speak like that, and I'm like. Well, but you want I, better versions. Of, you want better versions of yourself too. You've also got that because. Yeah. You know. What I've it, learned over time is that they have an internal guidance system just like us, and we have to actually trust that they may know more than us in some things. Well, definitely. Yeah, it's like yeah. you could learn so much from a three-year-old child. My my friend's got a three-year-old son, and he's like he calls himself the happiness doctor. He's so beautiful. And it's like, oh my God, you've actually got it. You've yeah. got it. This is what I'm working back to and you've already got it. Yeah. So we all had it we laugh before at life my, fucked my us My youngest up. has got that real, <laughs> he's the guy that turns up and he just, he's like the diesel that brings everybody here because uh. the smiles, the jokes, just having a real life. They've all got it in their own way, but he's just, we laugh at him because he's just like silly and I'm like, just never change me, man. Yep. Always be that happy yep. wee guy. It's amazing how you could like have three kids and you grow them the same and you you teach them obviously the same because you know the same stuff, but they're all completely different. But then you also get that line that goes to them all that they all like this thing. Like you're like, wow, that's quite similarities, but they don't like to see in each other. Yeah, Jack will go. Ryan's annoying me, and I'm like, well, 
that's actually you. <laughs> exactly. That's what, he, that's what you do your you sister. You taught him that maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been there, done that. But uh, that's that's uh, a really good podcast. You've done really good. Thank you very much. I'm glad we got to speak about conspiracies a wee oh, bit because you're, I think we get everything you're the only person that's been willing to come on and talk about it. Oh, everybody good. is interested in it, but nobody wants to talk size. about it. <laughs> yeah. can hardly walk out of here. She's going to struggle to get through the door. Or you guys run about your yeah. wee chickpeas. The thing but, I've had to learn, especially the job I do, is like to learn a bit more diplomacy. It's like kind of... No, I've heard the handle people, yeah. Maybe a bit more diplomatic about stuff and understand that your vision isn't the only vision, but I can see it from a, a place of, well, this is what I believe. This is my truth. It might not be yours and that's all right, but this is my truth and that's how I see it. And this week, my truth might be this, but then in the fortnight's time, I might learn something new that my truth might change again. It does. <laughs> Fuck, what was I thinking? <laughs> Especially if you look back at pictures of yourself as a teenager, you're like, why was I wearing that? Well, again, because most people have got that sheep mentality. So yeah. drove by these girls, we we were driving somewhere, and then I had to Jack, look at them. And he's like, what? He didn't even notice. And I'm like, look at the three of them. They're identical. Yeah. Same hair, same jacket, same shoes, same jeans, everything the exact same. Yes. And it just must Which be is that. Programming. It's all it's all advertisement, fashion. It's the biggest program that yeah. is. I've seen something recently, one of my, um, it was the Bratz dolls. I don't know if you, Jessica, had Bratz dolls growing up. I think that might have been the next kind of generation. Um, roughly, I think they'd probably be about like 1920 by now, those those girls when Bratz dolls came out. And I noticed, look at all the Bratz dolls makeup, like how their eyes are and they've got big, big lips. Yeah. And all the 19 and 20 year olds, what I'm seeing just now are, they weren't lip fillers, they weren't Botox, they've yeah. got this makeup on, it's like, Oh my God, they all look like Bratz dolls. Like they've been programmed to think that's how they should look in society. And as you see them, they're beautiful. And it's like, why do you need anything done to your face? I know, it's crazy. It's heartbreaking, actually. No, I, I, so I worry about that too, because yeah. you get out your your daughters that they want to yeah. be liked. TikTok was one for that. I noticed it with my daughter and she was going through this phase and she's like, Mum, I want fake tan. I'm like, you're 12. Oh. Can I get fake nails? You're 12. No, what what is this? And I'd started to kind of mourn her, like, what is it that you're doing? What is it? Shame, Why do you it? feel this way? And it's like TikTok, or these videos that these girls have got, like, yeah, just looking and it says millions of followers, but they are just not even normal. Or you see like these ass implants and oh, the all these things that, and I'm like, yes. In my day, women wanted a beautiful girl, and, says, see, <laughs> and see if you want to be as beautiful as you can, and what. Like, it's the sort of stuff nobody likes. I'm like, drink more water, you know? Definitely. And it's like, for me, it's like the most beautiful thing a person can be is confident. Well, we've said that. It's like, I'm biased. He's a good looking wee bastard as well. Wee Sammy, <laughs> it's just, but that smile, but it just radiates. It warms people. Yes. You see people instantly change when yep. they're around him. Um, Jack's got that too. And Jessica, even with all her pals, like they all generate around her. Just some people create that. And it's, yeah. Beauty's um, definitely comes out. Beauty's skin deep and ugliness goes right to the bone. <laughs> I always, I always, it's my cheesy. I've got millions of dad jokes in there when I'm taking the pictures. Like, what, what side's my good side? And I'm like, your outside. I'm like, and it's definitely your inside. You know that nice and outside. <laughs> but it is, it's just that you get something confident people that just really hit you. And aye, it's, it's nothing to do with all that crap. And it's a shame because we're just I getting away I, with it. The more I see people being fully themselves, then even admitting their fear and admitting their worries and, and showing, 
showing like, oh, I'm really scared right now. And I'm like, it's beautiful. I have, I have my clients like video they're saying they're like oh I'm sobbing my heart out and this is like people who have never cried for 30 years oh I look like a mess I'm like no you look beautiful oh my god let it all out let it out because it's like they've suppressed that part of themselves for so many years it's like that's beauty for me it's just people letting their soul out fully that's it just so wasn't it yep Definitely. thank you thank you very much 